This is an explicit podcast. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, an Age of Sigma podcast coming to you from New Zealand. I am your host, Big Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host, Tubbs, where we put the spotlight on the match play community in New Zealand, carrying off local tournaments, lists, and the occasional battle. Welcome to Notorious Age of Sigma, episode 34. We are back in your motherfucking ears with a Stormcast Battle Time review. Let's fucking go, boys. I'm super pumped. Got my book today. It's the day before release. So we're here to bring you all the goss on the Stormcast Battle Time. Hopefully a comprehensive review. We'll see. We'll go from there. Anyway, that's enough about that. I'm Sean, joined by my ever-loyal, lovely assistant co-host, Tubby. Where you at, my friend? What up, my bro? How are you? been a fucking long time yeah dude it's been a fucking hot minute you know our last episode was uh winning masters back in june which it's funny because you know the momentum's high after winning such an event and then obviously we had aos3 release which is a lot of content and we just haven't done anything for the last couple of months so um, yeah Uh, how are we going to break it to the listeners that we're retiring from warhammer now that we're um we finished it, completed it, mate. <laughs> yeah, we 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 clocked Warhammer. It's a use of old school gaming term from when I was a kid. <laughs> on to the next game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One uh, one a tournament in Australia, one Masters, done done with it. You know, <laughs> who who's left to beat? Apparently the Danes. Shout out to the to the Denmark team for winning the COVID Cup of the AOS World Championship. Did not you know, see that coming. No, I think it seemed like. You hear most about the US team, right? So you sort of expected that they would, might take it out, but it's cool to see them not win. Just quietly. Yeah, I don't think Americans are overly good at Warhammer, but I feel like they go large on shit that they do. So I was assuming they were going to win, to be honest, because I felt like they were taking it far more seriously and investing a lot of time and money and effort. Um, and they get they get a lot more spotlight than, like, and maybe it was just me being a bit naive that I didn't know really any other team. Like, we knew about the French because of Julian from his Kiwi ties. Yeah. But, like, I didn't know anything about any of the other teams. I will admit, as soon as England pulled out, it was like, well, is it really the Worlds, you know? Yeah. New Zealand's not coming. Is it actually the Worlds, to be fair? I think that's cool, though. It's lucky, like, pretty much like New Zealand as well. Like, these other countries with quieter scenes, not necessarily smaller scenes, just quieter um, coming through and smashing people like every time we go to Australia, we just seem to pump them. They just go to Worlds and they just pump the states. Whatever, yeah, man. it's all good. It's all good. So yeah, that's that's it's definitely on my bucket list as long as I'm interested in this hobby in the next five years. Uh, it's something that I do want to do, but COVID's kind of a bitch at the moment, and we have pretty harsh lockdown. Well, not harsh. We have strict um, lockdown rules about entering and leaving the country. So. And none of those do I want to comply to just to play Warhammer overseas. Although playing Warhammer overseas is the fucking best. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. But I don't know if it's worth taking a month off work. Good. Maybe if you can work from home. Or in a hotel room. I don't know. Or in a hotel room. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, sure, I sure as hell can't. <laughs> yeah, you can't. Like fucking can. bankrupt me. <laughs> yeah. Um, cool. So before we kick on to this battle time, maybe we'll just update... Um, our beloved listeners as to what's been going on in our lives because there's been a bit of change in the Notorious Throne um, as to why we haven't podcasted recently and maybe maybe just 
dipped a toe into possible future events, Tubby? I don't know. Like, that's that's it's sort of your news, so it's for you to say. I'll just fucking bust you in front of everyone. That's uh, no, all good. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, things have changed around my life a whole lot. Um, I moved five hours north, so Most seven hours away from Sean now in a city called Gisborne. Um, right on the east coast of New Zealand. It's pretty sick. Good surfing, good diving. Um, not so much Warhammer, though, so I'm really locked to TTS at the moment. Um, <clears throat> so I've gone up there for a change of careers, change of lifestyle, I guess. But uh, it's pretty much consumed me for the last, I don't know, between um, the last podcast, I think we had an event just shortly afterwards, and I took daughters and ripped them up um, and then disappeared. So I've sort of been off the off the charts for a little bit, hiding, hiding in Gisborne. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we were supposed to go to uh, Gabe's event, Runex, in Aussie as well in November. Um, but we've pulled out of that, which is actually fortunate because uh, COVID's made that not possible anyway but I pulled out a little bit earlier um, because of work stuff uh, I wasn't going to be able to go so it's all worked out although it's pretty lame that we can't go and take four trophies off the Australians at Runex uh, this year but maybe next year I mean to, to be fair if they're not four draw trophies do they, re, they even count as trophies? Yeah I see I had the inside scoop from Gabe and they're not so I'm acting like it's COVID, but realistically, we only go to Aussie for the Forge World trophies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So. Club and seals. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so Tubby's been busy. He's, he's had a recent career change as well as a whole city relocation. Um, I myself haven't been as eventful, but I have had a a house move um, recently, and then we've had a lockdown. And then I didn't have internet because of lockdown. So it's been, there's been shit happening in the personal lives of the Notorious Boys. And that's why we haven't been um, back in your ears on the, you know, on the microphone as much as we wanted to get there with like all the content that AOS3 offered us just to dribble on about and talk shit about. Uh, however, by the time that we were up and running, it was just like, well, everyone's already talked it to death. And to be fair, Tubby's far more insightful into AOS 3 than I am. He's been playing lots of TTS, as he said. Yeah, I played so, TTS. so good. I've played a couple of TTS, and it's all been against you. And now I've played a couple of games in person. i got another game uh, tomorrow with, with Mitch. Shout out, Mitch. Shout um, out so Mitch. we'll see how that goes. So, yeah. Oh, that's the thing. We really missed out on those tournaments in between um, the last podcast and this podcast. But Yeah, so this is like... Four or five tournaments in the space of about eight weeks, I think it was. And yeah. can you remember them all? Uh, no. Was it Vel- Velicon, Masters, Nikon, and Quarter Arms? It was the four tournaments, I think it was. That's right. What yeah, so you, go to? you went to Nikon and then I went to Quarter Arms, is it? No, no, it's the way around, buddy. I went to I went, Nikon. You went yeah, to you went to Nikon with daughters and you won it. And this is all AFS2, um, hence, hence why we're not talking about it. Important to mention, I took the correct battalion to that tournament and um, got pretty fucked up and just rolled through oh, it. So. Yeah, I did hear about that. But last one in the past, Mitch. 
yeah, I'll receive some emails about that, no doubt. Uh, <laughs> and then I went to Court Arms and I took Kornaki on. And, um, and you lost the first fucking game as Masters. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I went 4-1 and I lost the first game because I forgot that Archeon was just an absolute fucking beast. And um, my first game and my third game, I think it was, went for about two and a half hours, like went sort of five rounds. But then the other three games, my opponents conceded in turn two when I just remembered that I could launch Archeon across the board and double pile in and hit you without being hit. <laughs> just, yeah, it was... It was actually really shit, to be honest. It was it was really really stink. Um, like it was cool that I slap people, but uh, just the way that you do it is so uninteractive. Uninteractive, and um, it's not as abusive now. It's still abusive, but it's not as abusive because you can't get like the sorcerer lord in there and the rest of it. Um, although you can, yeah, I can put him in as an ally actually, so you can do that. Yeah. Oh. Hopefully Mark Williams doesn't go to um, Masters next year because if he does, you're doomed. Bro. Yeah, I know. You're I know. never retaining that title. Yeah, I, I lost him with my Luminaire at whatever that event was. Valley kind of can't recall what it is. And then I go in and win Masters, and then I come out of Masters and I play him at quarter arms and he beats me right away. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like ah. So yeah, Mark is. <laughs> He's a bit of a he's a bit of a, a boogeyman at the moment for me, unfortunately. But um, I'll happily play him again and try to set that right. But anyway, should we um should we crack on to this beautiful book? What's this this new book smell that I have here? Yeah. Which is Order Battle Time Stormcast Eternals. It's a chunky book as well. There's a lot of pages in it. Um, and for everyone. How many War Scrolls is it? Like 87 or something? Yeah, it's fucking heaps. It's 184 pages. So it's like mm. half the full rule book, which I still have in like sealed because I haven't even opened because you don't need to open the core rule book. Um, so the War Scrolls oh, man. start. I've at got a really important question. Oh, you're going to is, is the Path to Glory still halfway through the fucking book? Because <laughs> I haven't bought a book in a long time and my glue stick is ready. Yeah. Or the scissors are ready if they put it in an even better spot. Yeah, it, it genuinely is. <laughs> Fuckers. So, Fuckers. <laughs> so you've got you've got army rules and they have this like sort of red like flag, I guess you'd say, running down the side of the page. So it's quite and in bold it says army rules, so it's quite noticeable and it's really good. And it's got like the allegiance abilities and the storm host and the artifacts. And then it goes green and it goes path to glory for what feels like way too long to be honest. There we go. And then it goes purple into match play. And it talks about battle tactics and core battalions, and then it bangs on into war scrolls. So, yeah, you still have this fucking chunky bit of Path to Glory in the middle. It's a bit, it's just fucking. Get your like, stick out, mate. Like, it, You're no, never going to use it. No, I'll never use it. I, would, I don't want to do that to my books, though. Like, it's, it's cool that the game has been catered to players other than ourselves obviously you know diversity and the rest of it um and people you know obviously you put a lot of time and money into this hobby so you do you man like you play what you want you play how you want i'm not interested in it at all i just wish it was like before the allegiance abilities you know and not sort of between allegiance abilities match playing then war scrolls but or maybe even just put it behind war scrolls i don't know just it is what it is like i haven't i haven't read any of it i'm not going to comment on it this is not the place to come listen to Path to Glory shit, to be frank. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
So, Tubby, I will ask some questions and I'm going to get you to answer so I can have a drink and have a rest. That's great. <laughs> and I, then I'll come back in and answer and agree with you or disagree with you, and we'll go we'll go through that way. So, um, we'll try and make this like we'll try and put a lot of detail into what we're talking about, and we won't just go page by page like man reads book style there's already a couple of those shows out there you know um vince from warhammer weekly did a show yesterday our time so it's friday night for us so his shows come out Thursday afternoon and they just went over like everything and like some of it they gave no time to some of it they gave lots of time to which i guess is somewhat similar how we'll go but hopefully we'll give you a bit more examples into why we think this is good and the reasoning behind it and how you can actually real world apply it into games or builds yeah. um, we both played and fucked with stormcast a lot right like correct we're not we're not staring at war scrolls not we're not johnny comes lately on the storm hosts yeah. are we yeah no yeah no. so rather than just get all horny on the rules on the war scrolls i think we're gonna talk about more how they actually function in the game and function with stormcast as a whole because I think realistically, that's we we have the knowledge to do that. So why just do the average Joe read through and and read out some abilities? Yeah, bro. And uh, our Stormcast Battle Time review and AOS Two was actually one of our more popular shows. Um, it was the most popular show for a long period of time, but that's obviously been it's been passed, which is good because it's nice to see bigger numbers and it just tickles the ego slightly. But that's not why we do this. So. High-level summary, Tavi, generalizations, overview of the army, sweeping statements about Stormcasts that you think are factual. What do you think is is good about the army? You know, like, well, how can you stop? We won't say good. We'll say summarize the army, you know, in a few grandized statements, if you may. So what I like about stormcast um in this book is personally when i play stormcast i really like playing msu uh swarming the board having big aoe buffs that could you know affect multiple models without having to sink into like a one big slappy hammer piece um and i think this book does it really well realistically i think um there's a lot of ways where you can or a buff a unit like pick a target and give them buffs or uh i feel like it works really well into it into a msu list and the thing that i like the most about it is stormcast always had a lot of rend one sort of all over the board and rend one feels really shit well very lackluster in aos3 and what they've done is they seem to just put heaps of rend two in this army so you keep that stormcast feel that everything's going to be one pip down on saves so it makes it feel like these msu units are are going to work really well and a lot of them being in fives is fucking awesome with the new coherency rules as well so i think the army as a whole plays like stormcast should um i think there's a lot less reliance around heroes to a point. Um, I think heroes can just sort of yeah, I agree with that. The, help with a, your command point efficiency rather than give 
abilities that pick one single unit and make them better. You know, like things like the old Heralda used to be awesome for the run and charge. Now you can do it on any old Joe. Um, the old boys that used to give out plus one a hit, now you can just do it with uh, the champion from the unit. And if the unit doesn't have a champion, it's probably an elite unit, so you don't have to worry about it having a champion. So it can function by itself without having to hug these buffs, which is, I don't know, seems like it'll feel quite nice to play. Yeah, it's a real self-sustainable army, is what I would yeah. say. You know, it's MSU, and those MSU units can look after themselves thanks to all-out attack, all-out defense, and naturally always having a champion with five models. Um, yeah, anything else, bud? Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I guess get there as as we carry on through. But all all Good. in all, I know the I know the book's got a lot of flack for simplifying War Scrolls. And yeah, heaps of them have been simplified. It has meant a whole heap of War Scrolls. Just fucking put them in the bin. Like, don't even fucking think about them. It's fine. Skip on to the next thing. The book's so fucking big. There's heaps of shit in there. And there's heaps of cool ways to ramp the army up. I think the commandability enhancement is a really interesting page, which you can really sort of not necessarily build an army around, but you can build a turn around. That makes sense. They're all once per game abilities. So it's sort of like an artifact, but for your units. Does that make sense? Yep. Yep. It's um it's a real different twist, which we'll which we will definitely get into. So yeah, my my quick takeaways is it's still a mixed arms army, uh, with the ability to build into almost whatever you want to do, you know, combat, shooting, movement, magic. Um, and saying, magic. That, the, the, saying <laughs> that the magic is still garbage. Uh, so, like, if, you, if you're if you a magic-using army and you rock up at a tournament against a, a Stormcast army, you, you'll never have to worry about their magic. There is a massively lackluster ability to inherently buff spells. There is only two multicasters in the book, if I recall correctly, off the top of my head. Um, the spells aren't too bad; like some of them are pretty cool. But the fact that you it's never get like spells. a, but you never get any pluses to cast, so like you you'll never worry about it. The Knight Encanter, or Encanter, or however you say it, is your biggest concern if you're playing against Stormcast, because it still has. Only one of two abilities in the game, as far as I know, of just all three abilities of just turning off a spell. Um, Techless obviously just auto dispelling every turn because he's Techless, and then Corn's Blood Tithe, and then the Cancer's just once per game. Um, and the other thing that I take away from this book is that it now has access to really cheap monsters, which it didn't previously. Because previously you were taking a Star Drake or a Drake Swan Templar and they were costing you 500 odd points. Um, an AOS 2, like they were costing more than that, but I'm not, you know, AOS 2, who gives a fuck? Um, now they have the Dracophian Guard, which uh, coming at under 300 points and the monsters, which seems to be pretty useful in the current meta that we're playing in. So Stormcast have access to really cheap. Oh, dude, just being able to run three units of them and just score extra points or score an objective with them, you know? So, 
any anyone that has like efficient cheap monsters i think is a good thing um but yeah do you have any just quickly before we crack into it do you have uh i'll ask you about winners and losers i'll ask you immediately about winners and then i'll give mine and then we can go to losers just like hot take sort of winners and losers do you winners first are we talking about units or sub factions or anything? Yeah, just anything that stands out to you, bro. Like it can be a generalization, a theme across the army, or it can be specifically a model. Because I feel like there's been a lot of attention paid to a small handful of units or rules in the book, but I feel like the book is actually far more deep than like two units or three units. You know. Yeah, I think. Um... What's it called? It's not the uh, the signs and the storm boys. The um, storm keep. Yeah, the is storm keep. Actually, fucking it's golden. Bent. Yeah. Now, um, before it was pretty fucking whatever. Honestly, now it's fantastic. Uh, I think fulminators are completely cooked. Um, yep. Like <laughs> I don't fucking care about dragons when they're hanging around. Honestly, um, I think. The Hallowed Knights seems really fun. Like, it seems really quite nice. But I don't yeah. know. I want to see those Redeemer units on the board before, um, it's... before I can really make a hard decision on that. I'm, like, so on the fence that they get Gardas, who's a fucking insane character. Yeah, if you take Hallowed Knights, uh, take Gardas. You have to. Yeah. And, and, you, the, and then you take Gardas for some praetors, and then that way his five-up mortal wound save, five-up ward save, sorry, just lasts way longer. Yeah, but yeah exactly yeah. that. That's my hot take. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's one fantastic spell, which I really like, which is a shame because you're not going to cast it. What spell is that, dude? The no pylon spell I really like. Yeah, um, that's that's wicked cool, man. Um, that's fantastic. Staff, I think. The, I, I love hate it to be honest. I love hate it because and you, first of all, you you pick a, so you cast a you cast a die. You sorry, you cast a spell, so you roll dice, and then you pick units within range. And like, I hate shit that's like so conditional. Like, how many tick boxes do I have to? And I'm like, I I, I agree with you. I really like the spell. But I hate it when you have to tick off nine boxes before something works. So it's cast yeah. a spell with no inherent pluses to cast. Short range, 12 or 18 inches. Pick a point within three. How many units can be within that three? All right, if there's a unit within that three, roll a dice on a free up, then they can't do something. And you're like, okay, this is, you know, like, if I'm, if I'm trying to think of, like, the James Page mentality of, like, taking out risk and increasing success rates for your actions i'm looking at that i'm like it's something i can't rely on to be nah, quite frank see, see that's that's where i think the other way is that like if, if you build a good competitive list you build it to be yeah very reliable everything just happens without having really stressed about it too much but then having those odd variants in there that can pop off and really just swing something even when you're in the shit um I think is important to have in those lists as well. Whether it be, you know, you want it to be minimal, uh, but if you're only putting fucking 100 points into a wizard, 120 points into a wizard, 
for a spell that could really make your MSU army work even better, um, then it already will. Fuck it, why not? Um, that yeah. spell's really juicy, especially because it's not just one fucking unit. Yeah. And it's it's cast at 18 plus three inches because you pick a point and everything within that. So realistically, yeah, it's a 21-inch range, yeah. And then not just rolling dice for one unit, rolling dice for each unit in range um, makes me like it a lot more. Because if there's two scary units there, or two two units, and you know you want to fight one of them, but you don't want the other one to hit you, and they're right next to each other, which happens all the fucking time, which one do you get the no pile-in on? Cool, sweet. I'll go into the other unit and just tag that unit. Now it's stuck in combat. Now it has to get to its combat phase before it can actually hurt you. It brings back... I love my concussors when I played the original Stormcast yeah. um, list, right. and this is just like everything gets the concussor ability. So, yeah, I can, I can, I can definitely see the argument for it. I think it's, it's a nice to have, but I can't see a solid game plan around it just because of, as I said, like in my mind, the stages of making something work. I don't know, I'm a bit jaded about Magic, though, because I never played a whole lot of Magic throughout my whole AOS playing career, for lack of a better term, until Luminef came out, because I played Stormcast and I played Korn, so two armies that are not overly, you know, known for their Magic. And then after playing, like, Techless and just been like, yeah, I can guarantee these things happen and how powerful that is. It's just, it's just, like, next-level bent. And, like... I would love to utilize that spell. I mean, maybe you chuck him on the dragon with plus three to cast and you put a star dragon there, it's possible to cast. Yeah. You know, and it's always going off. But I, I don't know, it seems like so it's many just fucking very, points it's just for a one spell. Thing, man. It's just a variance thing. Like it's most time not gonna go off. And it does go off fucking awesome. Like things like the Glockin spell, you know, Glockin's got no buffs to cast, but you get the Glockin spell off, which is add a wound to each model in the unit, so you get it on something like Marauders. It's huge. You might only get it off once in the game, but like <laughs> the the way it works is just so impactful when it actually does go off. And you're not relying on it; you're not building around it. That would be real stupid. Um, mm, yeah. But it just gives you that extra little edge. You know, it could pull your ass out when you're when you're when you're going to lose. Um, uh huh. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, to be fair, I like things like that. Yeah, to be fair, if I am taking spellcasters in the Stormcast book, I'm taking Night Encanters just for the Dispel Scroll. And I'm strictly taking them for the Dispel Scroll, because they're only like 125 points, exactly. I think it is, off the top of my head, which is like actually yeah, yeah, really cheap when you think about once you know once per game I get to auto-unbind something, and then, as you've just mentioned, can I maybe just throw out a a really impactful spell once, maybe twice per game, you know, that would be really so, impressive. His, his his purpose on being in your in your list would be the Dispel Scroll. So what is what he I'm saying? dispels something good that's awesome. And yeah, then if he's he fulfilled his role, off, and that's anything, phenomenal. Yeah, anything secondary to that is just a bonus yeah. plus. Because yeah. he's, at an, he's at a point amount, or she, whatever model you have, whatever you want to call tonight in Cancer, is that a very acceptable 125 points, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Anywho, um, so my winners and losers is 
uh, everything with a free up save is a big winner. So these are winners first. Uh, everything with a free up save, start, starting at a free up save is fucking amazing. So good. Uh, especially because you can only go from a free up to a top. You can't go any higher than that. Um, you know, notwithstanding rend and all that sort of shit. I'm just talking about what is your maximum potential for a save. So free up to the top, great. Uh, named heroes of ward saves, huge winners. There's a handful of them in here, not many. But there is, you know, a few of them, three of them off the top of my head, and they're all fucking amazing because, one, they're a unique, char- they're a unique character, which normally means they have some unique janky rules sh- shit, and you want them to be survivable. So having the four board saves that they do is really fucking good because, obviously, being a unique character, they can't put an amulet of destiny on. Uh, and then the last one is something I've already mentioned, is low-wind monster units. Um, they're fucking... The low wind monster units, are, and I'm talking about like the Tor- Torolons as well as the um, the Drakes, Dracone of Guard, amazing because they don't bracket at all. So even at one wound, they're still going 14 inches on a Torolon or 12 inches on a on a guard. They're still outputting as much as what they were previously. They're not bracketing down. You know, they're sort of in that wounds category where they're like, is that a traditional monster? Is it not? You know, and it's um, I think that's just huge to be honest. That's just my quick take of the low wound monster units are super good in that sense because they're consistently doing everything on their war scroll from the top of their wounds to the bottom of their wounds. So without consuming your CP. Yeah, exactly. The, yeah. The best the best thing about monsters being so good is you can just spend a CP in your monster fights in full bracket so Uh not only do you get easy battle tactics you get extra actions on top of whatever monster it already gets if they do start to fuck it up every single army in the game can make their monster good again so not having to worry about that is super juicy um not really that stormcast is struggling with cp since a lot of their cp spent for free um yeah yeah there's a lot of abilities yeah. yeah A lot of abilities that aren't command abilities, so you really do rely on the unique enhancements or um, the generic ones, you know, like the fucking all-out attack and defense, etc. And then my quick losers is almost every unit in the book that has a 4-up save is a loser in my mind. Um, Almost every unit. There are some good units with 4-up saves, but most of them that have a 4-up save don't even waste your time. Biggest loser? Biggest loser for me? Aether Wings. Yeah. Yeah, I want to... 65 points. Yeah, too many points, bro. Too many points. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If they were still 45 points, I don't give a fuck. Not even 45. Just like, we'll get in the way. Yeah. Make them so... They're like... They're always going to remove the charge. Yeah, they're always going to get rid of that. Because this book legitimately would have been written 18 months ago when that started becoming a thing. You know. But, like, you're playing Stormcast, right? So you can ally basically fucking anything. They're 65 points. You can get units for 70 points, you know, in other books. What are Skinks? Does Skinks go up to 80 now? Like, there's there's units where you can pick up... Yeah, maybe. I don't don't know. 70 points, which will cover a bigger zoning area or a bigger screening area like Aetherlings just really don't tick my balls at all where I used to fucking love them. But will they make long strikes 2 plus to hit? 
fucking kids you spin all out of tech for free anyway yeah that's that's another way to look about it yes that's very correct um and then my other loser is magic uh for all the reasons i mentioned previously is you're gonna every time you come up against anyone that has bonuses to cast or unbind you are gonna struggle so hard um and i'm not even talking about like techless or zench or croak i'm talking about like you know vermin lords that just have plus ones like a marathi you know just like subtle stuff that has plus one to cast um you know if you rock up to the board against some fire slayers then you know you're in luck uh but if you yeah it's going to be hard for you to consistently depend on any sort of magic in this army i find um outside of the one unit um who is plus three to cast but was also 600 points so yeah you can't have everything though right so you've got no, you good access to the units good access to good combat units good access to good fast units teleports everything yeah you've, you've got, got shit magic whatever yeah lose on one one, traits, one thing master of yeah. none, except armor armor is the one thing that they're masters of the fact that they can have battle line at free up saves and they still have the lord castellan who just gives you plus one to save which saves you a CP and not only saves you a CP but saves you it gives you multiple plus ones in different areas of the board. It's fucking amazing. It, this book honestly reminds me of AOS one, the second Stormcast book that came out with Staunch Defender. And pretty much the old book was that book was your heroes are three pluses, everything else is four pluses. Um except for like your, your you know like formulators and desolators and the rest of it. Um the Dreykov units were free up to rolling ones. But, yeah, that was... So your whole army went from a four up to a three up. But obviously there was a lot less rend in that game. But the fact that you still have a unit that doesn't have to cast spell and just gives you, you know, a plus one to save. I'll get into them later. I, th- I think it's fucking amazing, to be honest. Um, yeah, so... And, and that's that's sort of the, the quick-level summary. So if you just wanted to know our opinions of this army in 30 minutes, then this is exactly when you can check out if you want. <laughs> it feels like Stormcast. It feels like Stormcast should do. Yeah. Pull from the sky. It can bomb heaps of fucking water wounds like Stormcast always has. And it's really hard to shift outside of water wound output. Like it, it fits what you expect from a Stormcast army. So big tick. Yeah, absolutely. 100% agree. So in saying that, we will move on. And now we'll move on to the allegiance abilities of the army. So we've got something that's new. Actually, that's not correct, right? Is it? There's other battle times that have different allegiance abilities that you choose, eh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very Seraphon-esque, you know? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, like, Sunnish as well and stuff like that. Um. Well, okay, I just put my fucking foot in it, then I've completely screwed this up, and I have no credibility now. But yeah, so you, you choose um, between two different allegiance abilities, but you always have one which is called Blaze of Glory, which is every time a unit dies, and every time one of your Stormcast unit dies in combat, you pick a unit within one inch of that, roll your wounds characteristics. So like a Liberator, you'd roll two dice, and on a six plus, that unit takes a mortal wound. Uh, and then if you're Thunderstrike keyword, which is the new stuff, you get to roll an extra dice. So it's it's handy if you remember it, because I've played a few Stormcast games and I've never remembered it. Um, 
any impressions from that, Tubby? Anything else? Is the ability that six months down the line when the Stormcast book isn't the new hotness that everyone's going to forget about when they um, allocate to fight? You know, they'll they'll allow for this, they'll allow for that, and then they'll completely forget about this shit. And if you pop off a cool couple mortal wounds, you could maybe get away with some some shit that maybe you shouldn't have. Um, I don't think it's massively impactful. It's nice just cherry on top. Well, I think it's almost kind of like a a fight while you when you die sort of ability, although it's, it's obviously not, but it lets you interact even when your shit's been taken off in combat, at least. And if you have a, a unit of five, um, I always call them Vindicators, but that's apparently not how you say them. They're Vindictors, no, the new battle lines. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm glad every time I hear Vindicators, I just think Rick and Morty. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So Vindictors, uh, you know, if, if like if a Frostlord comes in, slaps him in one turn, which is real likely, I'm rolling 15 dice back and every six is a mortal wound, so I'm still at least chipping that thing a little bit. You know, yeah. it should be two mortal wounds, but it could possibly spike. So I like it. I think it's good. Um, I think it combos amazingly well with some of the shit that we're about to speak about. So then you've got Science of the Storm, which is classically what Stormcast Allegiance ability has been. Uh, you can deploy a unit off the board um, and bring them in anywhere more than nine inches away from enemy units uh, before the fourth battle round. So every unit that goes up in the heavens, you can you have to, well, sorry, every unit that's deployed on the board will get the sequencing right. You can elect to put one up in the heavens. So one up, one down, one up, one down sort of thing. Um Still good, still useful. I think it's gonna. I think you're. I think you're gonna see very specific builds that utilize this ability. Um, one that Tubby just alluded to earlier is a mortal wound bomb. Did you want to maybe explain that a little more, Tubby, about what you mean by a mortal wound bomb? Assuming that yeah. it's this is what I'm referring to. Do you still have to come in before the fourth battle round, though? I thought it was you come in at the fourth battle round because it's it's you get set up in reserve. So this is where I'm leaning on you for your expertise. I, yeah, I don't see anything telling me that you have to come in before. So the signs of the storm specifically doesn't say you have to come in before a certain turn. So does that take? I don't. Um, that, know. Does that overrule core rules? Because I thought there was something in core rules saying a unit in reserve has to be deployed by the fourth battle round or before oh, the fourth battle round or something. Yeah. I could, yeah. I could I could be wrong. I could very well be wrong. I'm not. Hence, yeah, like as much as I want to sit here and say I'm a, a master question. of Age of Sigma, I'm not a master of Age of Sigma for it to be, to be fair. There's no, still some of the core rules I don't know. things like that, yeah, that, that I'm sure we both aren't 100% on, but nothing in Sounds of the Storm says that you have to come in. No, and previously the old book would say you have to come in, but, but anyway, there wasn't. Anyway, tell us about the Mortal Wound Bomb. Uh, so I think it's less good, honestly. Now, <laughs> but when they first dropped, uh, what are they called? The Annihilators, eh? Uh huh. Yeah, they're, they're a they lot are. cheaper. It was a lot more efficient to just drop mortal wounds out the sky with the, the Annihilators. But now I think rather than relying on something like that, you you're better off saving your points in a lot of spots. Yeah. So what you're Utilizing the mortal wounds that are actually on the war scrolls because it's always so fucking much in Stormcast and it gets overlooked. The little yeah. chip mortal wounds on every war scroll seems to have 
does D3, does D3. Yeah, yeah. you blaze of glory, you do um, one, two mortal wounds there, and it very quickly adds up to quite a lot. Yeah, so what what, Toby, well, what we're referring to about the mortal wound bomb is that the Annihilators specifically have an ability that when they're set up on the battlefield, everyone within 10 inches on a free up, every enemy unit, sorry, within 10 inches on a free up takes different mortal wounds. So you could just go MSU, like we've already spoke about, and have three or four Annihilator units drop and do potentially up to four D3 mortal wounds. Um, I kind of love and I kind of hate it because, I mean, there is a way to get within seven inches in this book, which we'll get to. One unit, well, one unit per man. Is the yeah. It's yeah. very expensive to start getting heaps of units within seven. And honestly, if you don't, like, just take first turn and chuck something in someone's face, it's pretty fucking hard to get. Well, also, if if something's deep striking me and doing a bunch of mortal wounds, I just start removing the nearest models to make that charge longer as well. Yeah. You know, that's that's the way I look about it. So, Scions, I think, is... I think Scions definitely has its use. Um, I think shoot cast, you probably want to go Scions because you want to protect your shooting units and you want to be able to shoot on your terms. Um, the Paladins, I think you want to... If you go Heavy Paladin build, you probably want to go Scions. Because they're slow inherently, they're very slow at four inches. So and I now do having them as battle line makes yes. the, yeah. the paladin battle line. Um, Knights at Celsius and Insults yeah. is, is always a pretty juicy combo. Yeah, yeah, it really gets around their problems. And all the units come in fives, you know, it's the same thing fives or threes. Uh-huh. It's easy to get down little cheeky spots. Like, if you think about how like a knight haunt army plays that's how a stormcast army to me always should have been played um but they yeah most of the time didn't actually work like that yeah so you know you're like oh they're going to teleport this unit but you're looking at 30 or 40 dudes you're not fitting in this space i don't have to be nine inches from the board edge because there's no way you're fitting that many guys in that spot so Whereas the Stormcasts are a bit more edgy on that sense because you are talking about three to, you know, three to five 40 mil bases. Yeah, like three Annihilators fit in tiny spaces. It's just three 40 mm-hmm. bases. It's easy. Yep. yep. Even it's expensive. Yeah, so I think, I feel like come four or five months after this book has been played quite a bit, you'll be able to look at a Scion zombie and you'll go, okay, it's going to be an Annihilator Paladin drop bomb, and that's what it's going to be. And it's going to be drop and charge, drop mortal wound charge, or it's going to be a shooting army, I think, in my mind at least. And I think those are sort of the two armies that you do. Some people might do some mixed force janky shit, and we'll, we'll see that. But then we go on to uh, Stormkeep, which is the Watchful Guardians. Uh, you can take Cities of Sigma units, whatever, we're not going to cover that. Let Simon Hall tell you about Cities of Sigma. <laughs> whatever um and then we got a shield of civilization which is the which is the bent. reason i you think it's this. really fucking bent yeah and i think it's yeah. going to be hard to i mean objectives don't mean as much anymore they still mean a lot but you don't need to hold it's not like you can hold all the objectives and just score a million points anymore um obviously over an exaggeration but anyway i'll read the ability and then we can discuss it so 
In the first and second battle round, if a friendly storm cut Stormkeep Redeemer, so Stormkeep Redeemer is going to be your battle line. Essentially, that's what it is. Battle line minus duplicators. So, melee battle line. Units contest an objective that is partially or wholly within the territory, within your territory, sorry. Each model in that unit counts as three models for the purpose of contesting that objective. So, unit five goes from five models to 15 models. Fucking amazing. Starting from the, yeah, starting from the third battle round, so crunch time, in other words. Unless you're some dumb slow cunt who can't get to turn three, then, you know, don't worry about this. You'll never see it. If any friendly Stormcast Redeemer units contest an objective that is anywhere on the battlefield, so anywhere, importantly, turn three is when you also remove an objective. Uh, each model in that unit counts as three models for the purpose of contesting that objective. And then in addition, which is just, this is just a bonus, if any unit finishes a charge move within one inch of a friendly Stormcaster Demi unit that is within six inches, it's not wholly within, it's just within. So it can just be the tip of a base of the last guy on the, on the corner of an objective you control. So, so within six inches and control, those are the two caveats. So roll a dice on a free plus that charging unit suffers different water wounds. Yeah. I think the biggie here Pretty is... Pretty fucking really good. Yeah. I think the biggie is not in the first and second battle rounds. It's counting as it's so when many you're models. pushing on your opponent and stealing their objectives. Yeah, from three onwards, because from three onwards, one, you're probably taking an objective off the board, which means there's far more limited objectives on the board, so you're way more likely to score more if you can just bunker down on two. Um, and then third battle round onwards, third, fourth, fifth battle round is when people start running out of battle tactics or it starts getting a little bit harder to score battle tactics. So getting up on points just by contesting objectives is a lot more of a bigger deal. Um, people aren't just running three units. People aren't just sitting in monster and objective. It's at that point that they start doing things like conquer. Um, aggressive expansion can be done pretty early because it's always easy if you get a first turn or if you're not running. Um, I think being able to deny those objectives, because realistically, like five liberators is 115 points. It's sweet fuck all. Um, counting as 15 models and objectives is pretty fucking juicy. I, I think what this is going to do is it's going to mean that people take more than a minimum battle line, hands down. Yeah, if you have, absolutely. If you have four units of battle line, so to say, and you have two two objectives wholly or partially within your territory and you have two units of battle line on each of those objectives it's 30 models on your objectives and you've got you're only, you're only losing that to a mega gargan because if you lose the first and you can space in between so the first unit can take the charge from five knights or whatever can move that fast and then the back unit is going to cover your bases because you'll still have 15 models on there so yeah so if you're like for example if you're so fucking good yeah, if you're playing something like uh, Hallowed Knights, you've got your five-man unit hooked down the bottom of the objective. You've got a five-man unit. Say the Liberators, just hot garbage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Five-man yeah, yeah. unit up the front of the objective. You take D3 Mortal Wounds for charging the Liberators. You take D3 Mortal Wounds for the Liberators' ability. Um, then when you kill the Liberators, they hit you for Mortal Wounds because of whatever the fuck the Roll Sixes ability is called. Uh, and then Hallowed Knights lets you fight when you die on a four plus. So you're taking hitting them again. Yeah, yeah. 
You're hitting them. So now you've got 15 models sitting on the back objective. You're hurting them for touching you. Now they need more than 15 models still contesting that objective at the end of that point. So for such a cheap amount of points you actually need to put into it, it's super easy to deny those objectives from decent units, like good units actually stealing the objective back, especially because of the way reinforcement points works now. Um, you're not, you see like one or two big chunky units and then you're out of reinforcement points, right? So you aren't seeing it like you used to, where you used to see just like a bunch of 30 man blocks coming in and grabbing objectives back. Now maybe it's a 20 man block and you might get five or six mortal wounds through it. Now they don't steal the, steal the objective back. And maybe that was their battle tactic. Maybe that was um, score more. It can make pretty big swings from actually not doing anything, just standing there and getting fucked up. But that's how this army likes to play as well. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the majority of armies are gonna be Storm Keep, to be honest. Um, because deploying off the board is awesome, but it's I've run a couple of Stormcast armies that has been very infantry heavy for the novelty of doing so. Mm-hmm. And it's actually quite intimidating seeing like thirty infantry stormcast units on the board. Uh especially now that we can take Vindictors, which are very good. Um, yeah. Mobility is worse you know, in AOS 3 as well. Just because of the way you can't get up, you're not shifting around. You like don't you need to be as quick, though, because everything's smaller you can castle. as well. A lot of the time, yeah, you can just castle on two objectives and yeah. score more and score yeah. battle tactics, and you just walk away with the game from yeah. there. You don't need to stretch like you used to where you get picked off by these super mobile units that come out and score your unit that's a little bit stretched it, which was a classic killer of stormcast yes yeah yeah it really rewards it so far what i've found is put one monster in the army and then form something that can form a castle on two two objectives and for a lot of the scenarios that's what your opponent's doing too and who castles better on two objectives a lot of the time the army that wins which is why fucking like mega gargans is so good uh-huh. right now like you know, <laughs> they don't have to do anything. They just need to castle on objectives. and They just need to score, just, and then you can't score often. Yeah. Well, they're not your standard castle the way you think of it. Essentially, they're doing the same fucking thing. They're just standing there, counting so many fucking models. They don't need to stretch yeah. and go score another objective. They're just going to stand on two of them. Like, this plays really well into AOS 3, Stormkeep. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's I think it's well good. I think it's so good. Um command traits dude. So the monster one obviously stands out because monster it is monster. because it is bent. So you've probably heard about this already, but if your general is a monster and on the battlefield subtracted one from wound rolls for attacks made with melee weapons that target friendly stormcast eternal monsters. So yeah, um Tricking off guard, yeah, star drakes, your special character dragons. I mean, that is minus one to wound is it was huge in it. I'm reluctant to say how massive it is because in AOS two, this would have been a fucking world breaker. Because mm-hmm. in AOS two, you could stack all the hits. You could almost always hit because you could get to top rerolling once really easily across a lot of armies. But then modifying the wound roll was, was really hard. 
Yeah. The you had like you I... had like the Bloodstoker and you had the Frost Heart and you had Balakor. But outside of that there wasn't many modifying wounds and um I don't know if it's the same in AOS too, but I think it's I, I mean it's very good. Yeah. The thing I like least about it is these big monster characters are dominating the meta at the moment. And every monster character has access to plus one to wound, so essentially it just yeah. negates doing easy triumph and you're back on plus one to wound if you really want to or you can just negate it for two turns yeah. and age of sigma can very quickly be a two or three turn game so that's that can negate this whole shindig and while yes you are taking resources if you're relying on your monsters being defensive because of this plus an armor save um i wouldn't it's hard to get super jazzed on it I yeah. think it's good and it's fine, but I don't think it's like. I, I honestly think it's a standout of some pretty fucking lackluster command trades, to be fair. What I'm interested to know is how does the Envoy of the Heavens, the other one, work? Because um, wounds are allocated to a model one at a time, right? Technically, yeah. So, do you. So, what the rule does is uh, if a model is slain, holding within 12 inches of the inches of this general you can add one to save rolls for attacks but all attacks happen at once right yeah all attacks are simultaneous you just roll them individually for convenience to not yeah destroy someone's brain it's been like my white dice are threes my brown dice are twos my red dice are fours and you're like okay yeah so unless i guess they fuck up the faq and the phasing there then you don't roll for one, they die, and then the rest yeah. of the unit has plus one save. Like, I can see that maybe getting FAQ'd or fucked up. Like, I can see that as a question. Yes. Um, which could actually make it like old sorts to defend it back again as long as the unit has more than. Yeah, because some arsehole will ask a very specific question and instead. And of, they love to fuck it up. Yeah, and instead of scrapping that and rewriting the question, they will write. A very specific answer to that one to that loaded question. Yeah, anyway. So yeah, I think it's just really the monster one. Artifacts. Anything stands out to you here? Weapons, armor, temp, um, or artifacts of tempest. Mirror shield's great. Mirror shield's amazing. So mirror shields, the bearer cannot be picked as a target of a shooting attack unless the attacking unit is within nine. Really good. Yeah. Um, quicksilver. I, I like quicksilver as well. How do you put it on? Um, it's always dream. been the problem. This this artifact was in the last. Um, it's, it's been around forever. In the last so, thing, but you don't have a fucking smashy hero. Like that dragon hero doesn't fucking slap that hard in combat. That you're gonna it's su- it's super, put no, that artifact on him instead of get a five up ward save. No, it's super situational. So the reason I say the dragon hero is that you push the dragon hero and the dragon kind of guard up at the same time with their movement and the hero phase ability. And then you boom again, and then you charge, and you charge the same unit. Like, you charge a Mega Gargan or an Archeon, and you slap them twice before you can slip your back. Um, or in a Gash, or whatever it may be. You know, like, I don't think it's... I don't like but, once per games, but, yeah, it's okay. I don't think it's impactful enough. It's I, like, I, don't think I don't think there's a, a unit you can put it on that's impactful enough to make me want to take that. Um, same thing as the Obsidian Amulet. It seems real good. You can't be hurt by spells, but there was the same artifact in the old book, which was even better. You pick a uh, pick a 
unit or a model, and they just can't cast spells, which in my mind is better than that. And you never the mind log stuff, yeah, that was yeah, so, so yeah. good, but you never saw like, it on paper. It was fantastic. Oh, dude, it was so good. Realistically, like when were you like, oh, someone mind lock stuff, man? Oh, it was the worst time ever. Yeah, a lot. It was too situational. You're not going to take it. I yeah. don't care about artifacts. Yeah, I like Luckstone as well. Um, for the fact that so once per battle before you make a hit wound. Roll, you can say that they'll use the like stone and they automatically make it. Or if you guarantee. want to charge, you can guarantee a charge, which is what you they use. Guarantee a guarantee. Yeah. yeah, you guarantee a 12 inch charge or 11 inch charge. That's literally what I think you do it for. Um, spells? Um, that, oh, sorry, keep going. <laughs> so the armor is going to get FAQ as well because I know there's going to be people like. Oh, what's a damage characteristic of more than two? Is D3 more than two? Is D6 more than two? Yeah, so I think a damage characteristic of two or more is literally two, three, four, five. I don't think it's a D3. No, I, I don't think it's D3. I would question but a D6. I'm happy, but otherwise, it's wrong. quite a nice... It's, it is like a completely cool art, like artifact. That's I would rather have that than the fucking amulet or the Quicksilver draft. But... It depends on how they FAQ it, because I'd be surprised if they yeah. don't have that come up in FAQ. And if they don't, then it's just going to be some TO's if it, bucket. If it literally comes out and says, Drake scale armor, you can reroll save rolls made by weapons that have a damage characteristic of anything but one, if that's what they say... That's what then, the cunt should have said. Then, if that's what it says, then I think it would be pretty awesome, right. because then you can put your... You can finest a... Um, Mystic Shield, Castellan Buff, your mm-hmm. like, you know, your Lord Dracoff and chuck him into uh, Kragnos and be yeah, like I'm plus, three, I'm plus three to save for free roll saves. And now with Gardas. And I'm just going to hold you up. Don't need yeah, like fucking eat, eat my dick. You can't, you can't retreat and charge. You're going to be sitting here slapping me and I'm going to be taking it all day like a big boy. So... Yeah. So that has if, that, if that's what if that's what they come out and say, then yeah, I think that's I think they'll have some play. But if it's literally just uh, damage characteristic of two, three, four, five, six, seven, whatever, you know, instead of D three and D six, then I think it will have less play. My thoughts, at least. Yeah. Rest of it, who cares? Overshadowed. Yeah. Spell law. Spell law. Uh, I like. I like lightning blasts, like celestial blades. I like, I like three spells. Like Go on. Celestial blades. I like thunder shock, and I like stuff all. Um, celestial blades is nice little just buff. You need sort of a hammery army to do it. Um, thunder shock is yeah. So celestial blades is plus one to wound. So just yeah, and then thunder shock is picking you know on a three plus a minus one to wound. Yep, keep going. Uh, no, you don't pick a unit. So if successfully cast, cast on a six, good for an army that has no fucking buffs to cast. I roll a dice for each, each enemy. Oh, unit yeah, yeah, sorry. Apologize, <clears throat> I missed that. Yeah, so now if you're plan- running your dragon army and you've got big blue dragon, you put this on big blue dragon, now your army's minus two to wound. And now your minus to wound actually means something into those big uh, meta characters because now they're going to have to spend... 
all their resources just to get back to yeah. normal rather yeah. than ignoring your minuses, which is what you're seeing a lot is that minuses are just getting negated because they're not being stacked up. Only yeah. pluses are really stacked up a lot here. So I really fucking like that spell, especially in a dragon army. That's fucking fantastic. Um, you go check and the Frostbite start... Phoenix in there as well and being yeah. negative three or four. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Starfall, obviously, like, I like it as a, like, a extra variance thing um, that's chucked in there. Um, this is the pylon it, spell, by the way, that we spoke about at the start. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah, the pylon spell. The rest of them I don't really care too much. I like um, Lightning Blast, which goes off on a five, and you hit the nearest, closest visible unit for death ring mortal wounds. Yeah. Or you just, just cast Arcane Bolt and charge into it, or you fucking stand near it. Or I don't because all my casters are bitches and get slapped in combat, so I can just lightning blast assholes from ac- yeah. across the board and, and save my, you know, my once per game dispel scroll. So yeah, uh, yeah, I like lightning blast. I've always liked it. Um, prayers, uh, really, good, really good. Yeah, boy, they're Fuck all really you. good. Get it, all of them. Lord Relictus <laughs> all of them are fucking great. It's never stopped being money. Lord Relictus okay. are they, always very good. They got more money. Yeah. So quickly, Divine Light, pick a unit with an 18 of a Lord Relictor because you'll never use a Knight Relictor because you're not an idiot. Nope. Uh, so this is all with an 18 from a Lord, so that's why I'm saying Lord Relictor. Pick one enemy unit, reroll once. Fucking amazing. Yeah, and translate okay. because it's picking the unit, it's not buffing a unit. So when you're running MSU Stormcast, you're buffing all of your MSU units, not just one. You pick that unit. Yeah, you want excellent to, point. Your yeah. MSU works so much better because essentially you're buffing all of them yeah. by debuffing your enemy unit. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's not a spell. They can't negate it. Like when you do spells, fuck yeah, get it inside me. Yeah. Uh, translocation, picking it within 12 of a night, remove them, set them up anywhere on the board more than nine away, as has always worked. Yeah, In-game teleport, awesome. really good. Uh, these all go off in a three, by the way, but if you take a little relic, it's going to be a two because you get plus one. Uh, and then Blessed Weapons is pick a unit with an 18, hold up an 18, sorry. Um, every time you hit with a 6, it's two hits instead of one. Obviously make the wound rolls as per usual. Yeah, that, the Blessed Weapons makes me not like Vindicators as a sub-faction, because I just have it here if I want it. Yeah. Like yeah. you can double up on it, but then you're charging two units that you care about, so you need something else that makes the second unit work, which is yeah. why I like Alapexes and Stormcast, if you're going to do things like that, because they stop pylons, so you yeah. can charge two units, and two units can work. Um, Blessed Weapons is fantastic in the Vindicator's army, but you just actually have to build around it. You need an Alapex. Um, I wouldn't rely on the fucking spell going off of that. you talking about the Stormhost, sorry, dude? Or are you talking about the... Uh, Alapexes are... No, 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 not the Alapexes, the Vindicators. The Vindicators. So Vindicators does exactly what Blessed Weapons does. Yeah, I think Vindicators is trash. So It's only for one unit. Yeah, I know. If it was a whole army, it'd be great. It's it's too many layers and pre-requirements for something to do something, so I really don't like it. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Every pre is amazing. Realistically, you'll probably have at least one priest in every Stormcast army. You could even fit two, to be honest. Two plus teleport, two plus reroll ones to hit, two plus exploding sixes. I think 
I think everyone will be like, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, like, let's go. All right, my friends, so mount traits. What what do you think about these? I think a lot of them sound better than they actually are. Oh. Um, <laughs> I like Celestial Instincts. They retreat and shoot or charge. That's, That's amazing. Hard, hard, to, hard to not like. Uh, and I like a Thunderous Presence. Um, on a three plus, you can't receive inspiring presence or other other commands, which sets it up nicely uh, into the future. But at the moment, big one is inspiring presence. The rest of them, nah, no, nah, I don't like them. Six inch pylon, my nah. dude, come on, nah, you have to put it on shit models. Yeah, like, that's that, the issue. Is you don't actually have a model that can. No, yeah, that can exactly. fuck when you pile in six inches. That's the issue. Yeah. Six inch, uh, six inch pylons as well are a lot better in your opponent's turn than they always were. But yep. now they're a lot worse in your turn than they always were. So yeah, I don't redeploy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. redeploy fucks with yeah. six inch piles. Um, that honestly, redeploy makes six inch piles a lot more fun to play with, even more fun to play with. But it tones the power level down of six inch piles, I think, by, yeah. by a little bit because they were so fucking good. Like I think six inch pile was the best mechanic in the in the old game. Um, now I think yeah, it is. As a guy whose army was literally reliant on a six inch pile, and it's it was the most abusive, broken unengaging thing that no one ever talked about to be honest mm-hmm. i can't believe there wasn't more talk about it you know every time we would see like a corn list and they'd be like look at my nine fucking rage faces and you're like but where's the fury faster and they're like why do you need that model it sucks i'm like you're an idiot let's just move on you know? <laughs> yeah now nowadays i think if your unit can't run in charge i think six inch piles in your own turn uh, nowhere near what they used to be. So there's only a few yeah. few units that can actually do it. Like Sisters of Slaughter is still just fucking cooked bent. Um, yeah. But yeah. like if you put that on a Griff Charger, that's a better line. Like who fucking cares? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like you're not stopping that. charges. You're not. You maybe tie a unit up for a turn, which would be juicy. But then you're trading all these all those units that you can put it on a 200 point units. You're trading a good, a good yeah. for that. I don't yep. like it. Agree. Um, Agree. I think the other one that people might Sorry. really like yep. is the Envoy of the Lightning. Um, basically gives them the Annihilator's Deep Strike rule. So uh, each enemy unit within 10 inches on a 4 plus takes D3 mortal wounds. After you signs it as a storm. Yeah. Yeah. One, you need to be playing Scions, which is fine and good. Um, but two, it's a 4 plus, which is fucking not that great. Yeah. If you've got two units, you're going to hit one. Too. Realistically, how many fucking units are you going to fit in range? You say, yeah, big base, put it on Star Drake, but big base, where are but you who's going to leave you that perfect in their slot back line? To, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's who's not going to It's not yeah. going to happen. Realistically, they have to be within one inch of the nine-inch zone for you to hit them. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, garbage. Well, not garbage, but yeah. Uh, unique enhancements, command abilities. Holy commands, my friend. This so, is so these are so these are new. So these are command abilities that are unique enhancements. So obviously you have to buy each one um, 
through battalions. I can't remember exactly what battalions I'm thinking of. Is it Warlord off the top of my head? Yeah, so you're either getting these through a Warlord battalion or you're getting uh-huh. these through a Command Entourage. So yeah. you, to that. my understanding, currently pre-FAQ, you can't take one of these instead of an artifact. I think you still have to go Command Trait Artifact, but this is all FAQ pending. Um, I think you're taking one of these in every Stormcast army. Yeah, I think you try yeah. to get one, if not two, to be honest, if you can. Yeah, um, this is, this is very, right very good. So I'll just quickly blast through all of them because I feel like... We can all, talk about all of them. Yeah, because I feel like they're all worth a yarn. So I'll quickly run them through, and then you just give me what you think's not best to worst, but, you know, talking about. So call to aid, uh, once per game, when a redeemer unit, and I'm summarising the wording... Once per game, when a redeemer unit with five or fewer models is destroyed, you can set them up, hold the and 12 of a hero, more than nine away. So a free five-man unit, uh, five man unit of redeemer unit. Pretty good. Yeah. If, if you're playing Stormkeep, that's 15 oh, mate, models yeah. on, an, yeah. on an objective. Um, happens in your opponent's turn, too. So even if that 15 models, up 15, count as 15 models, isn't stealing you back the objective in their turn or stopping them score, it's getting you the objective back in your turn. Uh-huh. Um, fantastic and storm. Yeah. It's it's a free unit. It's essentially a free up to 145 points, which I think is the highest pointed redeemer battle line unit, just off the top of my head. So yeah, if you value if you value that yeah, that is secretus is what I'm trying to think of. If you value 145 points or whatever it is that much, then it's worth it. Uh Steadfast March, probably the one you'll see the most, or if not the second most, uh, you can run and charge. Pick a unit and run and charge. Yep. Fantastic. Yeah. to argue with run and charge. <laughs> but, um, especially in an army that moves so slowly. If you're playing like a paladin build and they only move four inches, yeah, they're moving ten and a charge. You know, if you're uh, running Drakov Cav or something like that, now they're actually going pretty fucking fast. Um, just having the flexibility... Yep. The best thing with these fucking command abilities, these mech enhancements, is they don't rely around one character. Like previously, you killed the Heralda, you get rid of the run and charge. Now to actually get rid of the run and charge, you have to kill all of the characters. Um, so good. <laughs> I just, yeah, I love these. These are, these are fantastic. Yeah. And it just gives you so much flexibility. Yeah, it's put on Forminators. Amazing. Really good. Uh, Thunderbolt volley uh, in the hero phase. Once per game, you can shoot in the hero phase. Um, I think this is the one. Sorry, just see the card or Angelos unit. So yeah. essentially, think, it's adjudicators or your long strikes. I think this is one you're going to see the most. Um, uh, you will because people will be missing Hello Knights, and it's fucking. Yeah. If you have a unit of six long strikes, uh, so if you reinforce a unit of long strikes. This is pretty big because you can get 24 shots at a unit in one turn. So at it's a pretty fucking range amazing. now, not at the 24 inch range. This well, is at a 30 inch range and then at a 56 inch range. So, um, well, 56 fruit because you move six. Sorry, move 35. Move five shoots 30. So I think it's, I think it's wicked good. Brain dead easy to play that one. We don't really need to talk about it too. Oh, much. yeah, it's brain dead and it's boring as fuck. But probably no one played shoot casts in the world more than I did. 
So I I would sure. say that's bang on correct. I think. Yeah. So, so I like <laughs> I I would say this is it's money and especially if you're having like a unit of six long strikes. But we'll get to that later. Um, I think it's really good. Um, and yes, I think you will see it the most because it's brain dead and it's a free activation outside of phase. So people will just get a hard deck from reading that. All right, Unleash Thy Hatred. Um, so this is your one, really. This is the one yeah. that you're hanging on about. So do you just want to this, explain all yeah, of this? this you, you read it. This is the one that I think is like super unrated or super overlooked. Um, in the current book, new book, uh, Paladin units. They got an attacks characteristic on their Star Soul Maces. So now. <laughs> tell us what the rule does first, Tommy, and then tell us how why it's good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, stop, stop pulling the horse before the cart, or whatever the fuck uh, it's called. You're, the cart you're, before you're, the horse. You're good. Um, so previously, Star Soul Maces had like a dash for their attacks characteristic. Now they have an attacks characteristic. Attacks characteristic. So what this command ability does is you pick a Paladin's unit, probably with an 18 of a Lord, um, plus one to the attacks characteristic. So if you're playing in Excelsior, uh, you can have nine Star Soul Maces, uh, sorry, six Star Soul Maces in a unit, which is normally 63 Mortal Wounds. Really nice. Uh, you pop this on them, on them that turn, now it's 12 D3 Mortal Wounds in a turn. Um, so fucking good, as well as buffing the rest of the unit. Um, I really like this, like a lot, especially in the save stacking meta. Being able to pump out the 12 D3 mortal wounds, you have to roll with a paladin unit for your star soul on a two plus. You do D3, so realistically it's 10 mortal wounds, but 10 D3 mortal wounds is 20 mortal wounds. You're fucking absolutely whomping something. Uh, you're gonna hurt. I. Th- I, I, I did the rough math. Um, you can kill Gotrek with Paladins, a 15-man unit, every single time. Uh, so, if you pop this on him, which is a huge fucking thing. That, that model is so strong and so fucking annoying right now. You just pop him. Even a 10-man unit, you go in, you do this to him, you're putting 6 damage, 7 damage on Gotrek. You can easily put the shooting into him before that. Mm and chip them off and get a model like that off that's so fucking hard to take off. Yeah. Um, the way this multiplies with those Paladin units is fucking awesome. Yeah. So, it's so reliable. So the rule is pick a Paladin unit, give them plus one attack for that combat phase. What Paladin unit would you be looking to optimize for a rule like this? What would be your go-to <laughs> unit? I think Protectors is the best yeah, Paladin unit. Because yeah. they have a free and range. Yeah, one because they have three for each, two yeah. because they're on a two up save. So no, three up save. They have three up save base. They get plus one save from their uh, their ability on the war scrolls. So realistically, they're on a two up save most of the time. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, they if they're armed with the some strike glaives, half of the unit ran them down, which they will be. So if you ran a unit of ten of them, you could have four star souls in the front. So eight D three model wounds potentially plus another six models with five attacks piece six attacks piece. No, no, six attacks plus plus the prime who is one extra attack. Yeah, so, so thirty seven attacks at rent two. Yeah, damage one. 
Nice. Free and strange. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I think that's exactly where my mind was going as well as certain protectors and a unit of ten, put them in a scions, drop them seven inches away, give them this, give them a reroll to charge um, from yep. the banner. You're laughing. Give them your dresses so you can put units models back in there. All like good. You're you're scaring these big scary monster characters with with that command ability and a big block of something like protectors. Um, like you can take them down <laughs> yes yeah. so much fucking output yeah 100 it's so easy to get it through too which is is crazy i mean the mortal wounds alone should kill most things 8d3 mm -hmm. mortal wounds although you won't get off 8d3 because you have to roll two ups to get them don't you yeah so you probably, so probably miss one to two six if, if yeah you're, if you're unlucky 63 it's 12 yeah. mortal wounds right like yeah yeah exactly like that Anyway, so all good so far. And then final thunder strike. Um, just pick a unit. That unit gets plus one to the blaze of glory battle trait um, when it's slain. So does more. Sorry, it's my least favorite one. This one. Yeah, it's my least favorite one too because it's assuming that you have. This is like super situation situations the situational way. Super situational. Hell of knights. Unit of ten redeemers. Uh, and they're going to be, I want to say Vindicators, but that's wrong, Vindictors. Um, and so they're doing Mortal Wounds on a 5-up when they die, and on a 4-up they attack when they die. It's like, yeah, it's, it's the, in my mind, it's the best scenario you can go to immediately. So, yeah. That's it's a, it, it multiplies that ability really well, adding plus one to it, like, yeah, you're 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 doubling the amount of mortal wounds you put out of that unit when they die, um, but realistically yeah, it's, a got, it's a gotcha command ability, um, <clears throat> which if you put your list out there and they ask what everything in your list is and you tell them that a good player will probably remember that a bad player will forget it, but you shouldn't be I mean relying more... on beating bad players with gotchas. So yeah, I mean more importantly, it's not a free unit from call to aid. It's not run and charge from Steadfast March. It's not shoot in the arrow phase from Thunderbolt Volley. And it's not plus one attack on all my Paladin units in a unit from Unleash Die Hatred. That's exactly what you're relying on something to kill you, which is very doable. You know, you do lose units. Uh, Stormhost, man, we've got eight of them. And they are basic bitch as fuck. <laughs> so we will, I'll list them all and we'll sort of do what we just did, talk about what we like or we don't like. So hammers, which you'll see probably quite often because all the special heroes but one are hammers of Sigma. So like you dressed uh, um, Lord Commander, big swinging cock. Is, um, is dressed she yeah, she's hammers. I don't think she was. Yeah, she's hammers. Bro. She is hammers, I'm pretty sure. You're going to make me turn the page. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Hallowed Knights. Hallowed Knights is... Holy fuck, she's not. I fucking told you. <laughs> oh, well done. Um, yeah. well, no, that's... Bro, that's sick as fuck, because that yeah. now means I can talk about more shit. Yeah, sorry, I, I for some reason, just thought she was a... Him as a Sigma unit. So, yeah, that's... Um... No, that's cool, that's cool. All right, well... You're the one reviewing the battle, so I'm not me. So him is a Sigma, 
Friendly handmers of Sigma units, so just bolded there. Holy within 12 of an objective, have a 6 plus ward. Huge range of an objective, 6 plus wards, don't really care. It's realistically, me. yeah. Sounds cool, adding... but it's a death save, and I'm like, meh. You're just adding 20 more wounds to your army or 15 more wounds to your army. It's pretty whatever. You're taking this if you're searching for uh, the Hammers and Sigma locked characters. Otherwise, yeah. like you're not playing this if you want to play Drakoff Cav. That's the fucking wrong battalion. Don't even, uh, the wrong sub faction. Sorry. Don't even, don't even look at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't want a battle line unit that's a two-man unit. Like you give away broken ranks too easy, or you'll—it's it, a juicy broken ranks. You don't want to do that. So, Hammer Sigma, you're playing if you like those those characters. Yeah, uh, which is not for me. Yeah, I have nothing to add. A six plus ward sounds cool. It's not reliable. It doesn't do as much as you think. Hallowed uh, Knights. So, it's a, sorry. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Uh, can add. Yeah, it's, it's just a wounds multiplication. That's the only way you should see it, is just look at the wounds you've got at the bottom of your list. Yeah, add, and mathematically add, add one, six one to six it. to that. Yeah, add 12% more to. wounds or whatever it is. It's so. um, actually more than that. What am I talking about? Hello, Knights. So this is the army my, my models painted in, so I'm happy about this. Uh, friendly Hello, Knights, Redeemer models slain in combat within French as an enemy unit, four plus a compiling attack before they're removed. Uh, situationally awesome but it sort of forces you into taking a lot of Redeemer units, which isn't a bad thing, to be honest. I don't know if it does, because Hallowed Knights has the best character in the Stormcast book, in my opinion. So the bonus you get from the Redeemer units fighting when they die, that's cool. But more importantly, you get to make the most use out of one of the best, yeah. the best character in the book. Like, yeah. cheap, efficient, fucking fantastic. Um, We'll get to them when we get there, but I think Hallowed Knights is one of the best sub-factions here, for sure. Yeah, agree. Uh, you want to be on objectives to score them. People will shoot you off them, but they have to get into combat or they have to get into range of objectives to score it. So being able to activate when you're dead is always a plus. It's a 50-50, but you know, shooting is a mess in this game, but combat's always king. So... I like it. Uh, Celestial Vindicators, I don't like it at all. It's too many layers. Uh, yeah. When you when you charge, I, pick one unit that's charged, and on the, when you hit with a 62 to attacks instead of one, I don't like it. It's it's too many requirements for it to work. The the ability itself is great. The problem is it's one unit, really yeah. unit in a MSU army that is fucking poos. Yeah, so it's. So it's first of all relying on you to charge, and then it's relying on you to roll six. So it's two conditions. It's it's too, it's too many conditions for me. I look at hammers. They just get it if they're within a range of an objective. So it's one condition. Hallowed Knights is one condition as well. You're killed in combat. Um, I guess the second condition on that is that there's a unit within three, but if you've been killed in combat, it's going to be a unit within three. So, yeah. Um, I don't like it. Anvils, I'm not going to talk about it. It's... it's Fuck off, I fucking love anvils. That's dumb. Stay your podcast. Great. Uh Knights Excelsior. Fuck you, go back. 
Okay. All right. Well, at, at, what, at what the a, end of a charge phase, so anvils are held in handle, definitely aura. Used to give you minus one bravery, by the way. At the end of a charge phase, you can roll 2d6 for each enemy unit within one inch of a friendly anvil that are held in the hammer unit. If that roll is greater than the enemy unit's bravery characteristic, the first two wounds caused by attacks made by that enemy unit in the following combat phase are negated. Sounds super cool. It's too janky to get there, dude. Fuck off. So, why I like it works in both charge phases. Works in both players' turns. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, uh, it's team terms of that it can work. Yeah. On unlimited amount of units as well, which is yeah. another positive. So potentially unlimited it's amount of units you can potentially it. it's 30, 40 sets of dice you're on a, a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, unlimited amount of units. Fantastic. Uh, adding two wounds. Essentially, what you're doing is you're adding two wounds to a unit, which I don't want to rely on rolling a six up for hammers and sigma. I'll just take two extra wounds. Yes, please. Yeah. The downside to it, you're rolling against bravery. Fortunately, these meta armies at the moment are bravery like seven, bravery six. Um, this is helping you in combat. The only big combat army being Soul Blight. Uh, that's actually like high bravery the rest of it is low you, you know you're looking at like <clears throat> get your luminef nurgle and they're they're all like bravery seven. yeah luminef bravery six seven nurgle bravery ten archeon bravery ten gash bravery ten um Kragnos, what is he bravery four he's probably a bitch right no, no he's bravery ten <laughs> yeah so a lot of a lot of these great armies that are coming out are all like the ones that are up there in the middle right now, Gargants, like Bravery, like six or seven, something like that. Easy, pop them off. They do damage in the combat phase, not in the other phases. Luminef have good damage in the combat phase. That's not working. Yeah, Sentinels are the biggest combat threat in that army, and they're only Bravery six. Uh, yeah, the Wardens, yeah. Wardens, sorry, not Sentinels, Wardens, yeah. You, yeah. I'm glad you speak, charging you, are you really worried about? Who's Bravery He's 12. Gonna, yeah, he's gonna to wound. He's gonna kill whatever he touches anyway. And so many of these armies right now are, are, are low enough bravery that you're you're rolling decent dice to get this off. So I actually quite like it, and especially in an MSU army where it's really easy to over or under allocate to units, it could make the difference in your units actually hanging around. So yeah, I guess for me, I like I like that it happens twice about around. I hate that you're asking me to roll, let's say, six sets of dice and beat a 10 on any of them. So, yeah. Same yeah. thing, though. It's a variance thing. Like, the you're rest not talking me into account. I don't like it. Like, yeah, you can yeah. like it. I'm glad. Play me on yeah. TTS and tell me why I'm wrong, and then we'll do a podcast <laughs> on it. Knight uh, <laughs> Excelsior. So, these used to be the. Um, no, Warbringer's sort of magical. No, it was Southside. Anyway, whatever. So once per turn at the start of the combat phase, pick a friendly Knights of Celsius Paladin unit. So this is your Paladin army, so tell me you're all, all of it is. Yeah, boy. Uh, when you pick one enemy unit within one inch, uh, if the number of models is greater than the Paladins, you get plus one to hit and wound. Fantastic. Uh, really good. Really good. Your, your Paladins are just toes and toes. Yeah, really good. Yeah. 
Stormcast Army everything's just threes and threes. Now you're just so, using twos. So that prior enhancement, you get an extra attack and then you're all two sus. Yeah. Yeah. The only downside is that get... it's not good into into monster characters, into these super characters, but uh, into anything else on the board, if you're just taking MSU units, it's fantastic. Um, you're not like if you're running. Yeah, but look, a, if you're big, taking nine to cells blob here, unit, you're not using. You're not you're not using this ability on your big blob unit. You're using this ability on your five man unit. Yeah, yeah, but if you're nine to cells here, bro, in your battle line, your paladin unit's battle line. So your biggest unit in the army is going to be five, maybe a ten, because you're going to split, spend like four hundred points on a unit. One of those units are going to have to fight 40 crots or, you know, 20 sentinels or, you know, like 20 iron drakes. They're going to have to fight a block of 20 or something. And when they fight them, why not fuck them up, you know? So, yeah, it does have the downside of one-on-one monster combat. But also, you gotta, you still got to kill a 20-block of dudes at some point. Some, you yeah, got to kill 40 great. marauders or whatever it is, you know? Like, it's great for scoring. Because it helps yeah. with where Stormcast typically struggles is that, yeah, you've got five guys and they've got 20 guys. You've got to chop them down to four to actually get on there and turning your unit to twos and twos with ring two is pretty fucking... Yeah. We like those odds. Yeah, I, I still don't like that it has a condition on it, but whatever. Uh, Celestial Warbring is amazing. Once right. per phase, you can reroll. Out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, like this is... I think you're going to see a lot of these, especially with shoot casts, I think is what you're going to see. Once per phase, you can reroll one hit roll or one wound roll for attacks made by friendly celestial warbringer units, or one save roll for attacks that target a fr- friendly celestial warbringer unit. So, uh, if you've got the prior trait of shooting in the hero phase, reroll one of those dice, and then shoot in the shooting phase, reroll one of those dice, and you've got a combat unit, reroll one of those dice. You know, if someone hits you in the hero phase, they fight out of activation. You can reroll one of those save rolls or hit rolls. Well, it'll be a save roll because you can't fight in the hero phase if they can. Um, really, really fucking good. Just there's there's no there's no criteria. The criteria is that you played a game in my mind, so it's just really good. So essentially, you're getting what a shooting phase and a combat phase at least. So it's what's that 20, 23 rerolls across a, a across a five turn yeah. game. Because there's I like four, I love that it's in multiple yeah. phases and you spend it in each phase. Yeah, it's so good. I know it's only one it's, reroll it's and you can fail that reroll, but it's twenty three rerolls throughout a five turn game. And you get to see your dice. Yeah, you get yeah. to see your dice before you do it. You don't yeah. allocate it before you do it. Once yeah, because you can reroll one. Uh, because a lot of these abilities now, especially in this book, which will be the trend that every other book has, is before you roll a dice, decide what you're going to do. Whereas this is roll your dice. Don't like that? Reroll it. You know, super good. Um, Tempest Lords, another one I love because it just it just works. So when you attempt to charge with a friendly Tempest Lords unit that can fly, that's the only caveat. If you're flying, if you're taking a dragon army, take Tempest Lords. Don't have a brain injury. Um, you can reroll one dice on charge. Again, you yeah. see the dice, you can reroll one dice. Amazing, yeah. especially worth redeploy. No, it's, it's good, bro. It's so fucking good. Like, you've got reroll to charge auras in the army, and your flying units already move 12, 14 inches. Like, 12 inches. It's, help, it's helping you out with the redeploys. 
I don't, uh, yeah, this one doesn't really jazz me too hard. I'd rather run Celestial Wallbringers with my um, Dragon Army than Tempest Lords. Yeah, Celestial Wallbringers is fucking... I don't, it's, yeah, I don't see it's, it's, hot. It's, it's super hot. Uh, I mean, Astral Templars, you can't be affected by a monstrous rampage, your whole army. Because it's, it's fine, it's fine, but like... It's good because it's never, a constant... I would never take it over the other ones. No, but it's like the one thing in here that just constantly happens that isn't conditional of anything, so I like it for that fact. Well, that your whole which, army just gets buffed for doing nothing. Would you rather take Astral Templars or Celestial Warbringers? No, I'd objectively okay. like to take Celestial Warbringers over Astral Templars. I would 100% rather do that. But the fact that my I, whole army just is an army and I just ignore Monsters Rampage, I'm not going to say that's more effective. I'm just saying there's, the condition is that my army is an army. I don't have to do anything. Yeah. But Celestial Warbringers, I can argue the same thing. So I'm really, yeah, I'm really happy on both of those signs, you know. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see it. I, I, I don't think so either, but it is what it is. And then we turn the page and we get to pass the glory. Yay! So now would be a good time to take a wee-wee break if you want, Tubby. Or do you want to crack onto War Scrolls? I'm good as gold. Um, do you want to do these battle tactics, Grand Strategies? Oh, I totally forgot about those. This is the thing I've looked at least, because a lot of them are so fucking hard to score. Yeah, yeah. I'm just taking a note of the time because I totally forgot the idea. Yeah. All right, then we go to grand strategies. So they're crap. <laughs> they're hard to. A lot of them are hard to score. They're so like, fucking situational. They're so crap. Both this book, yeah, this book and the Warclans book, is, they're actually harder to score than the normal battle tactics. Yeah, a lot of the so time. grand strategies, we're not going to talk about them. It's a waste of our time. Um, battle tactics, yeah, there is one or two in here, you know, to be fair. The, you know, killing of a monster, essentially. Um, sorry to Drake Corrin. Draconic Destruction, Draconoff Destruction, sorry. Uh, Piggy unit that has a wounds characteristic of 10 or, oh, sorry, it has 10 or more models, and kill it with a Star Drake or a Dracoff unit or a Draconoff unit. That's that's pretty good. Essentially, uh, what you're doing is you're grabbing one of these and you're adding it to your list of battle tactics, depending on your, your you're using the, You're using the core battle tactics, but this will yeah. might get you out of jail free. Um, might get you an easy tactic is, is, is what it will do. You're not going to use these instead of the normal ones and you're not going to chunk through three of these instead of three of the normal ones. Um, 100%. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Core Battalions. Oh, um, the unified one. Redemption Brotherhood. Fucking love it. Fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's really... Like six MSU really dudes, good. put them in one drop. Fantastic. Fuck yeah. All about it. Rest of them, I don't care. Yeah, that's... um. I love that, but I'm also am getting the vibe that you're going to want as many artifacts in this army as you can get. So, to be honest, I am pretty much building as many... Please help me out here. Uh, <laughs> what are they? Warlord or Command on charges? They're yeah. expensive, is the thing. Yeah, so... You so have to take a lot of heroes and... 
really but that's what you do in some cast. I mean, does like it? You, yeah, you do, I feel like you do four to six heroes. I feel like you don't need four to six heroes anymore because you're not getting abilities from them. You're procking it off. I uh, disagree. You don't need it, but you can do it. You can do Please. it, yeah. What, like a Lord Relictor, there's one hero. Lord Castellan for plus one save, there's two. Yeah. Knight and Cannon, there's three. Who's going to be your... Cool. No. Who's going to be your pivot point hero? Are you Dresser or Dracop? So or... That, that, gets, that gets you one artifact, which you're going to spend on a, a command ability. Now buy three more heroes and tell me you're not wasting your money on them. Yeah, another Knight and Cancer, another Lord Reluctor. <laughs> <laughs> and then my... Yeah, there, go, there, go, my there goes 900 piece. points. 800 my, points. My Knight wow. Heralda. There you go. No, my Knight is Zeros. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's it is a lot of points, but yeah, I, the, the Brotherhood just chops re- it down. Redemption Brotherhood is great, so it's just um, it's free troop units as a mandatory, but it's up to six troop units, and it's a one drop. So what it, what it means so to to me, you can go hard MSU on top of your warlord and do that. Yeah, exactly that. You can take your hero or your command. Yeah, take your heroes, take them as command entourage. So three heroes or six heroes if you want, plus this as a one drop. So you're limiting your drops by not having to worry about doing battle regiments to get your drops down, whilst also getting the artifacts that you want. So I think it pairs really well together with something like a command entourage because you get your command abilities that you want from your enhancement, and then the rest of your army doesn't have to cost you heaps and drops because still in AOS 3, dictating the turn is pretty huge. And it's so is easy. It, like, is it as you don't big? need any heroes in it, which is why it's so fucking great. It's just take three to six units. Easy. But is it as big? What's that? Yeah. Having, having I think, a lot of drops. I, I think in AOS 3, taking first when you can't, necessarily put hard pressure on another army is better than it was in AOS 2, but being low drop is still great. Like you've looked at if you look at the uh, the recent tournaments that we've seen, the large majority of the armies in the in the top brackets, they're all relatively low drop, which is consistent which with what we've seen in um in AOS 2 as well. So I definitely don't think that not dictating turn is is better in AOS 3, I think. I, I think, think it's still, turn it's still, still pretty was. wicked because you can still do the yeah. run three units and some middle board score the objective score your auxiliary or whatever it's called in your, in your suite. So. I, 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 I think the one army that I really like not being able to dictate turn is Cruel Boys and we'll get to there later on. Yeah, so oh, that's a bit of a tease for next week. <laughs> so... Yeah, so Redemption Brotherhood was the one that, yeah, to be fair, out of all of them that I saw that I liked because Command Entourage, Redemption, 4-drop or 5-drop if you want. Um, otherwise, the other two aren't worth it. So yep. War Scrolls. Do we want to crack onto War Scrolls? Let's do it. Oh, sweet. So we start with we Big Daddy. fingers and fucking get into it, eh? There we go. Big Daddy Celestin Prime. He is hot money now because he will survive more than one turn. Uh, he's a he's he's the same. Doesn't give the bravery debuff or buff. 
Uh, same attacks, everything's the same. Uh, he still changes the dice. His dropping the comet is limited to a free inch ability, and everyone takes different mortal wounds, so it's it's always free. So you can't put it in a combat where your guys are and not hit your own guys. Uh, but he has a full plus ward save, so that is a fucking yep. win. And he is, oh, where's my points? He is what free twenty five. Free twenty five, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um, it's real fucking good. So- so he gained... Sort of same issue as that he stays off the board. Yeah. But he gained yeah. the full plus board and he lost two things. He lost the minus two bravery when he drops. Uh, he lost the ability to fuck with the, the scepter. So if you wanted to drop him early and just do AOE mortal wounds, automatically doing them at six inches, so a 12-inch wide bubble, you lost that. Um, and then it was... Was it once per phase before you changed dice? Also, yeah. it was... It also before it was that wasn't phase of turns. Yeah, yeah. So uh, before it used to be after you rolled the dice. Now it's before you roll the dice. So that is actually one hundred percent correct. Yeah. Um, so you can't but you can't for a, for a roll your. I think you take it. You caught me having a drink there. Um, oh, you're good. <laughs> so, no, it's that's why I pause. One hundred percent for a four plus ward. I'll take it. I still think you come in turn three, maybe turn two, given that he'll be a bit more survivable. He's also not faction locked to any Stormhost. Yep. So chuck him in Hello Knights with Gardas, and he will get an extra attack anyway. It's great. Um, yep. And being able to put him on twos and twos now. Yeah. Rather than threes and twos yeah. is super juicy. It kind of helps with that fact that you can't change the dice afterwards. So, yeah. Still great. Uh, less, little bit less versatility, whereas before you could um, more survivability. Like genuinely dropping him at the start of the game and just using him as an AOE mortal wound explosion on uh, support heavy lists was was actually a pretty good way to play him. Uh, now that, yeah. yeah, now that's gone. He's um, I think you use him for a smash piece that guarantees a charge. Yeah, that's a hundred percent what I reckon as well. Um, the Dragon Brothers. Do you know how to say either of these guys' names, by the way? This one's called Crondies, and the other one we won't worry about because he's dog shit. So okay, I was, was going to say Magic Bro and Combat Bro is what I was going to say, <laughs> which is super Kiwi-like. Blue, blue dude and dog shit guy. Yeah, blue eyes, white dragon, red eyes, black dragon. There you go. Shout out Yu-Gi-Oh! Or where the fuck that came from. Um, yeah, man, so... What do you call them, Crondies? Uh, the Blue Magic Dragon. So 18 wounds, 14-inch move. Pretty awesome. 3 plus save, bravery 10. Uh, so he's got a, a missile weapon, which all the new dragons have, which I guess we should talk about now. It's one attack, uh, and you don't roll to hit or wound. This attack is really good. I don't understand why the big dragons have the same ability as the small dragons, but whatever. Uh, on a 1 to 2, you take a mortal wound. On a 3 to 4, you take D3. On a 5 to 6, you take D6. 18 inch range. I think the small dragons are 12 inch range, so that might be the difference. Uh, so you move in 14 plus 18, that's effective 32 inch range. Straight mortal wounds. Try sniper, a 5 wound hero that's buffing a necromancer in the middle of um, zombies. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a 2 cast wizard. One of only two 2 cast wizards in this book. He does get pluses to cast, which starts off at plus three to cast, which is pretty cool. 
However, his signature spell is, is a nine to cast, so you really need that. Uh, he starts degrading cast once you hit nine wounds. It goes down to plus two, and when you hit 12 wounds, it gets to plus one. Even when you have 15 wounds, it's plus zero. You can obviously heal heal him through heroic actions. Uh, you can heal him through a Lord Relictor as well. Uh, he doesn't have a ward save. So he's a big-ass monster with a good save. Uh, and he's going to attract attention if he's on your ward. And he's 600 points. Yeah. So that's a lot of points. Um, so subtract one from attacks characteristic to a minimum of one for units to attack in combat. Really good. Fantastic. Yeah, like, yeah. And you're literally carving units output through that if they have two attacks, you know? Yeah. Um, just thinking of Hearthguard Berserkers, for example. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, his tail attack... Oh, sorry? Wardens. Great on Wardens as well. Yeah, that's another and one. It's not, it's not just one melee weapon profile as well. It's of melee weapons... So if you're fighting another monster with multiple uh, damage profiles, uh, yep. profiles, you're affecting all of them, not just one of them. So it's yeah, the best. So Archeon's, Archeon's Slayer goes from what? Four attacks to three attacks. His claw attacks go from two, two attacks one. to one. His tail goes from what? 2d6 to 1d6? Or is it just 2d6 minus uh, one? No, 2d6 minus one, yeah. And then his claws are six attacks, I think. Stop my head to five. Yeah. So, not saying he'll survive him, but it's pretty handy. Uh, his tail has the attacks characteristic of however many models there are within three inches of him. Uh, his tail is 3 threes, rend two damage too, so that could be absolutely devastating if it went into the right unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, and then he gets the pluses to cast that I mentioned. His spell is really good. I like his spell. There's uh, two so, effects here that you're going to use. Yeah, so it goes off on a nine, pick a unit within 24 inches. Pick Great one range. enemy. Yeah, so awesome range. Goes off on a nine, so if he's not fully healed, it's going to be hard. Um, and there's one of four abilities. So minus one to hit. So pick an enemy unit within 24. Minus one to hit. Reduce rend by one. Subtract one from attacks from missile weapons by one. Subtract save roll spot at target unit from by one. So, so the, minus one hit, minus one rend, minus one missile attack, minus one save. Yeah. So minus one hit is whatever. Minus one rend is whatever. Um, the minus one attacks characteristics for missile weapons, fantastic. You're going to be using that. And subtract one from save rolls, you're going to be using that. So I feel like the rend one, it, you're just doing this dumb battle between save stacking and making their rend worse. It's so give or take. I don't think it's that fantastic. Um, minus one a hit. It's the same thing where people are just stacking up the hit buffs. Uh, attacks characteristics buffs a lot harder to buff in most armies. So minusing it by one is huge. Uh, and then directly affecting save rolls. A lot of units, a lot of models can't do that. So... I really like that because that's fighting against it, but the way that you're fighting against the save stacking, but in your favour. You know who this guy fucks with? Who does this guy fuck with? Illuminate Army that doesn't have techless. Yeah. Because he's going to be a plus three to cast. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's going to fuck yeah. with foxes. I think the problem with this guy is he's coming into the worst meta right now for him. Yeah, because he wants... Just, Stormcast just dropped, who just, like, jizz mortal wounds everywhere, and Cruel Boys yeah. just dropped, just jizz even more mortal wounds everywhere. Yeah, so this is what I mean by special characters that don't have a ward save. He's got 18 wounds, so it's lots of wounds. So hopefully that will keep him safe. He is a free plus save, so that is good. He will heal D3 wounds a turn because he's bravery 10. Mm-hmm. But he could get taken off in a turn. You, or on a double turn quite easily. Yeah. I I just I think you'll see more play for him in six months' time once more box drop. I don't think you'll see a lot of success with him right now into um into these big meta armies because you you put him on the board, cruel boys shoot him with one bolt thrower and they do twelve mortal wounds to him. And now he has six wounds left. What do you do? Like you're in so much shit immediately. Your big right. piece now can't you cast a spell. You don't you don't cast on plus three. That's what you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can't cast like that. You can't go in there and get his combat output. So now you've got a six hundred piece point model who yeah. cast two spells one of them he can't cast um his best spell he can't cast sorry and he's got an 18 inch mortal wound spit it's it's yeah. pretty it's pretty scary meta for this guy to drop into but that being said, I, I don't think he's bad for 600 points i think he's all good for 600 points i think he's well pointed i think right now the meta is just bad for him he just takes a frost frost lord to the chest and he's dead though yeah ex- exactly that yeah. So many of these good armies right now just have so to... So Craig Master and he dies before he even gets the fire. Yeah. Um, I think he'll do good for the next three to four months if there's not many books released, but I, I agree with you. I feel like he's... 600 points still is a little soft, I think, as well. I feel like he could be a little more given his casting ability. Um, and in, in combat, what he's... Four attacks... Freeze ones and it scales are in two free damage, so it's twelve damage. We're talking about maximum numbers here. Mm-hmm. Then he's three and it's a two inch range. And then he's three attacks, freeze threes are in two damage too, so that's another six. So it's eighteen damage. And then his tail depends on how many attacks are around him and then, uh, how many models sorry are around him. And his freeze threes are in two two damage, so that could be he's... a huge amount, or it could be none. He's got the Alario effect. I feel like he's expensive he's got a good a relatively good shooting attack relatively good combat shooting attack is really good uh, for 600 points maybe yeah but you don't relatively gonna do three mortal wounds yeah yeah like your your 600 points you're got a, a, a relatively good shooting relatively good combat relatively good casting well good casting when when you're full um, but you don't do any of them super well. You just have a whole bunch of things that you can do like pretty decently, but you don't like. You're not better than anything else in the game at what you're doing. So, yeah, he needs a lot of play around him. Like you're building a list around this guy. You're you're playing your list around this guy. I think in six months' time you can do that. I think right now, fuck that. I wouldn't put him on the board. Yeah, no, I... I am, yeah, I am painting him. I, 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 I spent six months fucking painting him. Cool. Uh, he, you'll have so much fun with him soon. But right now, fuck that. Pro Boys will just annihilate this man. 
He's, More Stormcast will annihilate this man. Yeah, he's cool, but yeah. No, Archeon he's... kills this man. Nagash kills this man. Miranda Almost any monster man. dude that is comparable in combat. Any, anything that's good fucking yeah. kills this guy. A, a Rage first, uh, who is 290 points, 280 points, yeah. should, well, okay, might spike and kill him. Scarbrand kills him. Archeon kills him. Kragnos kills him. Nagash kills him. Uh, Celestin Prime could possibly kill him, depending on when he drops in. More Crusher yeah. kills him. Frostlord, Frostlord kills him. In a turn. He, We're all talking about in a he, turn, by the way. He plays a weird... Keeper of Secrets? He plays weird into the Stormcast him? army Maybe? as well. What's that? Keeper, Keeper of Secrets Keeper. might kill him? Uh, nah. Nah. They can't Great. double pile themselves these days. So. He Great plays weird into the Stormcast point. army too. This is a 600 point model. When you had a six hundred, when you had a five six hundred point model in the Star Drake, the idea of that model was it was super survivable. It yeah, so it, different. It, it and this guy really is fucking well. No, we got all models. Eighteen as well as Yeah, you can't do that with this guy. He doesn't do that at all. He's he gives you casting. That's what he does. He's also only pluses to cast and not wins. Literally, what he wants is a glorified old school Star Drake where he he wants to cast a spell to debuff the best enemy combat unit. And then he wants to go in and kill as many Grots, Clan Rats, Marauders, anything that's, that can't take a hit. This is what he's going to want to do. Uh, should we talk about his brother? No, his brother uh, sucks dick. Don't worry about him. Kara's- Honest, honestly, same points cost for a little bit more combat damage and no casting, no fucking shenanigan cool stuff. Fuck, this guy sucks. <laughs> okay. Sweet. Honestly, don't even worry about him. <laughs> like, what? That's you the notorious you're gonna get, boys. Take plus three to attack, uh, plus three to combat, uh, to um, cast spells, or take like a maybe you get plus one attack if you kill him, hero monster. Fuck off. Paying six hundred points for a model, this guy sucks. His jaws is pretty sweet, but as I said earlier, situations it's are not. situational. Fulminators do more damage than this guy. He sucks. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> cool. Cool. Fuck him. You dressed one. There you go. Yudrasta is amazing. Yeah. Uh, she's even better now that she's not. <laughs> no, she's no, not Hammer. Hammer is a sigma that I thought she was. She's good. She's so survivable. She's good. Great support piece. Uh, absolutely perfect in in Hallowed Nights. There's going to be lots of redeemer units. She's going to be picking them all back up, resurrecting them. She's going to be making them immune to battle shock. She's got a four up ward, so she doesn't do a whole lot of combat. Her profile looks pretty good. But in practice, she doesn't do a whole lot. She's a fast-moving utility unit that is super survivable, and you don't need to give a whole lot of buffs on because she's a free-up, four-up save. Yeah, she's a force multiplier. That's what she is. Yeah. Don't have to worry about battle shock. You get redundancy in getting your guys back. It's very hard to kill her. And while she sits back there and does what she's doing, she chips a little bit of shooting damage. And then when you need her to play the game in turn four and turn five, She's good into those big dick monsters that are left on the board. That's what yep. she does. Yeah, she's it. 100% it. Um, Lord, Command, Lord Commander Bastion motherfucking big dick. What? Carphalos? Is that how you say his name? Yeah. Um, Bastion, I love him. I love him. He's, you do? Yeah, he's good, bro. He's so good. I, I wouldn't take him. What is he, 300 points? 300 points, yeah. He doesn't yeah. do enough for 300 points for me. 
Uh, he does ample for me. So six-inch move, so he's fast for a Stormcast hero. He's eight wounds, which is a, a very good amount. He's a three-plus save bravery team. Mm-hmm. His combat is, um, I think it's pretty, I don't think it's as good as people were talking about, dude. Like, I honestly don't. It's a two-inch range, it's, it's four six, attacks. It's, six, it's 16 damage. It's a weak monster. It's threes and twos, ring two, four damage. But ring two is the thing that does it for me. Because effectively, that's ring one. Yeah. Because whatever you put them into, they're going to go, oh, no, well, it defends. Uh, what I think is awesome is that his utility is is absolutely fucking amazing. So uh, once per turn in your hero phase, so the Thunderborn, once per turn in your hero phase, pick one enemy unit on the battlefield, roll number of dice equals to the wounds characteristic that is for that unit, every six suffers one mortal wound. Yeah. Pick a monster. It's overrated. It's, it's, overrated. It's, no, I don't think, fucking rated. It's, not, it's not a game changer. It's, it's not a game changer at all. It's gonna, it's literally gonna chip some damage off a monster. It's gonna that's do two gonna damage do. from monsters. Yeah, that's exactly what it's gonna do. 14, 16 wounds. It's gonna do two damage. Yeah. It's not amazing, but it's it's chip. It's chip damage, and it's anywhere on the board. You know. Yeah, that's the is, best thing about it. Yeah, exactly. Is it's anywhere on the board. Yeah, yeah it's I, not on the site. Anything like that. It's just. You know, pick Lord Croak's asshole guard and roll a couple of dice, and you might kill a couple of them over a couple of turns before you get into combat with them. Uh, you know? Well, no, no. The problem is you pick Croak's asshole guard and you roll one dice for their wounds characteristic, which is. Oh, at only one wound. Yeah, and you don't oh, do okay. any damage. Cool. Yeah, you okay. Pick so. a six wound hero and you do one water wound. It's yeah. A lot of people are blowing it out the water because they're like, those six wounds do a mega gag. Does two I, wounds to every other fucking monster in the game though? Like, it's the ability's cool, but it's. Uh, I did see an argument online that I'm going to bring up because I thought it was ridiculous. But uh, okay, Ian from just playing games said if you pick a 30 man unit that is one wound a piece, you're going to roll 30 dice because the no, wound characteristic is 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's, I, it's one dice. Yeah, like I know the lads opinionated, but like. Come on, man. Like, I, it's I know, never getting rolled like that, ever. Yeah, I know, I know. And I lost a lot of kudos for him because of that, because I thought he was a bit smarter than that, but that was... I don't, I don't know if someone hacked his account or if he had a stroke or whatever was going on, but... Uh, I like yeah, I, just, I, I saw it and I was like, what? <laughs> like, come on, man. You know, don't be, don't, be, don't be daft, as the English might say. Uh, the next one's called... I like his next roll. Uh, at the start of the first battle round, after determining who goes first. Yeah, so it's after determining who goes first. Yeah. Favorite thing about Cruel Boys is that this guy does it. After determining who goes first, pick D3 units, put them somewhere else. So a little bit of bait and switch coolness. Um, I'm all about that. Don't screen your units. They take first turn, put everything on the line. Screen your units. Uh, they line up Gotrek against your Crondies or your fucking bunch of dragons. Pick the dragons up, put them on the other side of the board, away from Gotrek, away from Archeon. And that rule is really cool. But I wouldn't rely on it working on more than one unit. So pick your one unit. Yeah, it's, it's literally planned for one, celebrate two sort of thing, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then 
this sort of Tempest, here's a four plus ward save. Amazing. It's like, I've already banged on. Fucking excellent. Voice yeah. of Thunder. Uh, this is where I think he starts making his money. So on top of the, the picky unit doing mortal wounds, the four plus ward save, the free, you know, re- redeploy D3 models. Is once per turn, he can, so once per turn, so twice in a battle round. This unit can issue a command ability to a Hammers of Sigma unit. He's Hammers of Sigma log, so you're obviously going to take him in that. Uh, unit anywhere in the battlefield without spending a command point. No visibility anywhere in the battlefield. He can be babysitting an objective, hiding on a corner, running off the board edge, still give a unit a command ability. It's every turn. It's fucking so good. It's 10 yeah. free command abilities. Why? Don't care if you go first. I, huh? I don't. I don't care for that that much. This army, all the heroes in this army, spend command points for free. The good heroes in this army spend command points for free, or they do the same thing as a command point for free. This guy can issue it to a unit anywhere on the board. That's the biggest thing. Is that it's anywhere on the board. The whole fucking army has champions in it, so they can issue it to themselves, or their elites, they can issue, issue it to themselves. You're not struggling on command points in this army. You have ample command points to spend where you want. Getting one free one on a unit that can already do it on itself anyway. I just don't care for it. Well, I still think it's good. It's going it to... I think it will pay dividends at some point, and you'll be happy that he can do it. You know, you, yep. you won't plan for it. You'll just be like, oh, that's right. This guy can do that for free. Yeah. Where someone's eaten or killed your champion or whatever it may be, or yeah, you're right. The small units yeah. are elite units, so they can do it anyway. But like, I think it's just uh, you're spending 300 points for a support piece. You want 300 points. You're, you're su- spending 300 points for a survivable support piece that can fucking combat. Can kind of fuck. Uh, he, he can, he can. Well, yeah, I shouldn't say he can fuck because that's reserved for like Scarbrand, because Scarbrand can fuck. But and <laughs> like, he, yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't fuck as hard as that. Uh, and then at the end of the phase, if an enemy model was slain by any wounds caused by this unit, you can heal him to full. So adds more no, survivability. That's, fucking, that's awesome. so yeah. He's a three up, four up, and he heals instantly. So he's, you know, he's not going to survive God Track, but if Something comes into him with, I don't know, 40 marauders go into him and they do seven wounds. He's going to heal to full. He'll be fine. Yeah. Um, Vendus. Vendus got two more wounds and he got his command ability nerfed. Yeah, I wish he was he in. Doesn't, um, he doesn't have a ward save. I wish he was in Hallowed Knights. Yeah. He's in Sigma, so I don't really care about him too much. Yeah, so run Vandus with Redeemer units because he'll give him plus one attack every turn. He's two fifteen points, I think. It's not bad. It's not great. Um, Aventus Fire Strike. This is your this is your only other two cast wizard in the army. Uh, Aventus is crap. Um, yeah. The <laughs> comet trail rule is really fucking weird too. It's improved, but it's I, stupid. You you just move him and land him within three inches of your models and they get plus one a hit? Yeah, yeah. So an Aventus also yeah. used to have a ward save in combat as well. He used to have a six up against combat. Now it doesn't have anything. Um, but this is also a positive about monsters because Aventus is a monster and it's got 12 wounds and a free up save and it doesn't break it at all. So this is one of the, my earlier points about low wound monsters 
have come out well in this book because they're still most 14 inches. You know, still has the full attack profile, regardless of how many wounds it's taken. But yeah, it's a, it's it's a two essentially, with no buffs. It's crap. Yeah, yeah. Essentially, it's 14 wounds. That's what Hammer Sigma's doing for him. He's 14 wounds. Yeah, yeah. Uh, would yes. rather take the unnamed guy in Hallowed Knights. Uh, yeah, he's slightly less points, but he's only one cast, and he's they're both shit. After save as a monster, he's not giving it up as easy as it's Yeah, close. yeah. You check a, you know, a, um, amulet on him. He's all good. That's your soul blight. Crap. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. So Garda Steel Soul is a boss. Uh, so I'll, I'll just quickly run over his profile, and then you let's can tell me go, why. I'm... Let's go over the whole wall scroll. Yeah, so moves five, average, wounds six, slightly above average. For every ten, good in Stormcast, three up save. Thank you. Uh, Sigma Rite Warcloak, trash, 12 inch range, three six attacks, three threes, three, and one, one damage. Missile profile, obviously. Uh, his Runeblade and Warhammer, one inch range, five attacks, three threes, three, and one damage, two. Pretty average. You're not taking him for, for any of what I've just read. So he's got. He's Hallowed Knights locked, which is the only time you'll take him. So he's got Aura of Purity. Friendly Hallowed Knights units, wholly within 12 inches of him, has a 5 plus ward safe. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, him, yes. everyone around him. <laughs> Put it with Redeemers. Fuck. That's what Hallowed yes. Knights wants to run with. Fuck yes. They died in pile an attack. Uh, strength, so roll dice when he dies on a 2 plus. He can pile an attack before he's removed from yes. play. Oh, so, yeah, that is. Totally fine on a 10 damage profile. 20 damage profile, let's go. You might as well just say fucking pile and attack when you die, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's got saintly assault. So this is once per battle at the start of your charge phase. So start a charge phase, which is a little bit risky because someone could shoot you off and with unleash hell, but we'll get to that. Start of your charge phase, you can declare a saintly assault. If you do so, until the end of that turn, you can re-roll charge rolls for friendly Hallowed Knights units wholly within 12. Amazing. Yeah. And then, so he's a re-roll charge wholly within 12. He's a Vexilla banner for one turn. Which he's also giving all those people five-up ward saves. Mm -hmm. And add, so this is, I, there was no full stop, I just stopped to say it was amazing. And this is one sentence, and add one attacks characteristic to melee weapons by friendly Hallowed Knights heroes, wholly within 12 of this unit. So he'll go to six attacks, Salus and Prime will get plus one, Yudrasa will get plus one, Star Drake, because that's really what you're looking for. You're looking for a monster that has multiple attack profiles, so you're maximizing that damage. Uh, but you want to be combo charging him. So, so Tubby, I said a lot mm-hmm. of words. Yeah, man. Thought or not. This- this it's hot. Oh, this wait. Is how, many, how many points? That's the last thing. 165 points. 160 points? So this good. This is the best hero in the Stormcast book. Fucking old Larry before with his healing when he hurts people and his 4 plus after save is twice the points that this guy just about. This dude gives your whole army that ward save you wanted on your Stormcast army for the last like five six years uh-huh and it's a five up he gives you something that you spend 120 points on in a vexilla for free yeah. on top of that his combat profile is actually not too bad at all he gives plus attacks which is quite hard to find in the stormcast book to everything yeah, it's it's pretty, pretty heroes in range yeah. which is juicy 
And then worst thing comes to worst if you kill him, he fucking fights. He just goes again. <clears throat> this guy works in Silence of the Storm. This guy works in Stormkeep. This guy is fucking nuts. You build entire lists around this guy if you want. Uh, and then thanks to the new Praetor unit, you can do it. Like This guy is yeah, fucking value town. When you look a, back at the old characters, and you look back at like the old croaks and the old Balakors, why were they so, 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 so fucking good? It's not because their profile, their, their War Scrolls were the most ridiculous shit you've ever seen. They were very good. This guy's War Scrolls very good. They were also significantly undercosted for what they can give you because of like the wounds characteristic and the save characteristic and what the base stats are for this model. And this guy's the same thing. 160 points for this much of a force multiplier. Fucking so good. Yeah, exactly. He's essentially adding a third points back to every unit, other than 12 of them with the 5 ward save. Yeah. The Praetors, as you just mentioned, and I mentioned before as well, whack them in there, you're going to make that 5 plus ward save go longer because that's nine extra wounds you can chuck onto another unit that also have a 5 up ward save, but I'm not going to get into how that all works with the recent FAQs. Um, he's not bad in combat, he's not amazing, but I think if you're taking Hallowed Knights, you start with him, and I agree that the 160-point mark is grossly low for what he does compared to some of what these other heroes do for more points or less points. What what will you take him at? I'll take him at 200, probably take him at 220. Yeah, I think sort of 210, 220 might be pushing it for me. 220, I think, is the most you could go, and you would have to buy... The Praetors to defend them. But because I think you are not complaining about it still. Because I think when you take him, you take the Praetors with him instantly. And Praetors are what, 165? So you're looking at 325? Yep. Just before he before you start building a list, which it's not bad. The the only downside at all, he's also on like a fifty or sixty mil base as well. So he's, he's, big, he's big on a big 50 mil base is on a bigger than a normal Celestin base. Yeah. Which is awesome when you've got an aura buff. <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah. It's not a command ability. No. So there's no fucking worries about overlapping command abilities and doing more command. None of that. And yeah, and the five None of this is command abilities. It's all just straight buffs. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And the five up ward and a storm keep gives you protection while you're not going first. So yep. your redeemer units that are sitting on objectives and accounting as 15 models and a unit of five. <laughs> there, he's he's yep. also good in a silence because he drops, gives you run reroll charges. The only the <laughs> like, only thing you've got to there's nothing to bad about him, especially at nah. that point range. If he was 280 points, you go okay, you're taking the piss, you know, but. Sorry, the only thing you got to watch? The, the only thing you got to watch is if you play him in a Scions army, uh, he needs to start on the board for the Praetors to be able to do their thing. But at 160 yes. points, do you need to defend him? Honestly, you could just drop him. And as long as he makes the difference for two turns, that can be the difference of a winner or loss game of Warhammer. You so, can also defend him and teleport him up the board and teleport yeah, Praetors yeah, up. Or exactly, you can... Bro. Exactly. Or you can teleport him, him, run Praetors behind him as well. 
Yeah, put them yeah. on the board, teleport them with the relic, to teleport them with the Vexler. Yeah. Run the Praetor's Binds. He's so fucking good. There's so many ways to make him work. He works so well with the other heroes. He works so yeah. well with Nestra. He's just like... He works so well on himself as well. Yeah, synergizes with everything else. He's got the Lord keyword, so he gets bigger buff ranges. Like, there's literally nothing you can look at on this guy's war scroll and be like, I don't like that. I think he's probably, he's like, nuts. the most well-rounded unit in the book, to be honest. Yeah. Like, yeah. he's, and I think it's his points as well, is extremely favourable for the time being. They might increase. There's, we'll see, we'll see what happens. Yeah, you know, 100%. You're well, I'm not even thinking DHB, bro. I'm thinking, you know, for our Northern Hemisphere listeners, the winter FAQ for us in Australia and New Zealand, the summer Sunday FAQ. FAQ. <laughs> yeah, the Christmas FAQ is what I'm thinking is they might tweak because GW did that with Secretors and Evocators and when AOS 2 came out, they went, no, those two things are too bent for what they were, so we'll bump them up. Um, this, is, this is what you're going to say. At the next big UK tour, but he's, he's also only six wounds out. as well. Like he's only he's not he's not indestructible, and he's not going to kill monsters in combat with his attack profile. But his utility that he offers is just outstanding. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is the guy that next big UK tournament. I know I memed it on Twitter. Jack Armstrong will take a Stormcast army. It'll be cooked as fuck. People will fucking netlist it from here onwards. It's going to be hallowed knights built around this fucking dickhead dropping down and being a fucking asshole or stormkeeping around the board. Hold me to it. It does it's sound like a fucking so Jack Armstrong thing to do. To fucking good. Like, so fucking <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I can't look at the Bastion man in the, in the Hammer's army and look at this guy and be like, yeah, I'll pay 300 points for that dude when this guy exists. I just see no reason to not run Hallowed Knights and run this guy. I just uh-huh. can't, can't do it. Yeah. I reckon if he had one to two more wounds, he'd be pretty bent, to be honest. Yeah. Well, he's like, got. I think I feel like. I, I feel like. Yeah, I feel like he's at the perfect sort of. Like I feel like it's a really well written scroll. The the yeah. scroll was. Is very good. I feel like the points are obviously subjective because they can change, but he's not going to kill anything in one on one too much. But he will, yeah, he will absolutely enhance the unit of fulminators or other heroes that can slap. So, Yeah. yeah, also. Also, super cool looking model. Not like Gav with his ugly ass, weird looking head. This guy is like Hulk smashing into the ground. Yeah, it's it's a Superman hero pose, which is what everyone says. And I just love it. The, the model was wicked as fuck. Uh, I just, yeah, I don't know. Just the, the whole superhero Marvel thing is just feels a bit tacky to me. But that's just not here nor there. Uh, Lord of Salison on Star Trek, 500 points, 18 wounds, a lot of wounds. His combat profile uh, got better. The Rain of Stars. It's crap. Is actually, well, it's not crap, it's not as good. Nah, just, I like it better for killing a support hero than the previous one. The, the previous, previous one is pretty sexy. Yeah, the previous one took too long. 
also fantastic no, for facing out all-out defense in the shooting phase. If you go him first and you go, that five-wound hero, over, that encanter over there, I'm going to do it soon. And about all-out defense, and you're like, sweet, I'll drop my Lord Sellison on him, and every other shooting attack's going into your Sentinels. Yeah. And Which is don't... actually just quickly wind back to the hero phase shooting. That's why it's so good, because you can't all-out defense anything. It's just um, fine as hour. Yeah. But anyway... Same Sorry, thing as the hallowed. No, no, no. Good, good point, man. Same thing as the hallowed knights. In the hallowed knights fight when they die, you've most likely spent CP on making a unit fight that unit well. You don't. You're not allowed to give them plus one save against the hallowed knights fighting when they die. So hitting you back with rend one attacks is actually going back to rend yeah. one being one. So you may yeah. as well look at those redeemer units and hallowed knights when they're dying as rend two because we're listening. Yeah. That's what's happening there. This the shooting attack I like better because you'll kill a five wing character if they don't do something about it. And yeah. you can bait with it, which is really nice. Yeah, three two rent free damage to four attacks yeah. that's our profile. Could be twos, twos, rent free damage to. Yeah. Because you're gonna you're gonna have a look at series so back to threes, twos. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll the dice on that all day. The, yeah. the thing Glad the dragon's is, got some more rend as well. He's rent two now instead of rend one. He's lost a bunch he's, of abilities. He's expensive. He is. You need to get you need to get big time big time value out of his bite. Because his yeah. bite is way better now with the new coherency rules. Yeah, so the bite is the Alapex. Yeah. And so the, you wanna be like I think now you take the encanter, he gives him plus one. If you do get the spell off, that's nice. If not, you've got your dispel scroll, you've got your Alapex for your reliable no piling. And now you've got two units which you can pick on, or you can pick on both of them if you want. Like, you—it's the bites that's going to do anything yeah. for this for this model. Yeah. So the bites set off at uh, three attacks, and it does deteriorate as he takes damage. Takes nine damage. He starts losing attacks. Yeah. Uh, you pick a unit within three after you pile, and you roll above its wounds characteristic. You kill it. Um, and it's model, sorry, it's not unit. So you pick a model out of unit. So you, you can pick the heroes out of a unit, and that unit can no longer receive abilities. Uh, happens in pylon though, so it's, it's, you know, it's like, too so late. They still, they still get to activate whatever they want before you eat them, you know. So more tech guards still get to buff themselves before you eat them. Yeah, um, it's too late to stop command abilities going on the units. But yeah, run run retreat charge on him. I mean, sorry, retreat yeah. charge on him is could be pretty useful, but he's he used to be a real grind piece that you would throw into units not knowing that he would die. I mean, put an emulator of Destiny on him, three up, five up. He might fuck around for a, a turn or two, 18 wounds. That helps out, so he's... Uh, run him, run him, run him Hallowed Knights if you want, and give him that, that artifact, the, the reroll saves artifact, if um if it gets FAQ'd the way we hope it gets FAQ'd. Yeah, it's... Looking pretty juicy. He's, he's going to be on a two up or a one up. Yeah, re-rolling saves with a five-up after save. Like we like those. They're good. He's yeah. Plus he's tying up armies with MSU to pick the rest of it apart. He's still doing what he always did. But he's he and just sometimes it's good. It's meta-dependent. That's the issue. You just any monster that goes into him, he gets clapped. Put a Kragnos yeah. into him. Put a Frostlord into him. Put a put a more Crusher into him. Shoot him with a crawl, boys. You know, I'm just listed all destruction shit. Put in the gash into him. Put a 
put even Fiddy Mortic guard into him. You know, put some variants of Corn Blood Fester into him. It could hurt him. Um, what's I mean, Auto doesn't really have good monsters. They they really don't have good slappy combat monsters. That's yeah. it's always been utility pieces more than um. They always have been. Than- Order has never had like a one unit that's just like other than Godric. Sorry, I should say Godric is an absolute fuckstick and is so underappointed. But outside of him, which is real hypocritical of what I'm saying, uh, Order just don't have that slap piece. So no. yeah, is not a not there to be a slap piece. She's there to make she's she's awful. there to be a better Lord Castellan on Star Drake that can do so much more. Uh, and then, oh, sorry. I think I think just quickly at the end of this um, war scroll, as you'll see that once per battle, this unit can issue a command ability to a friendly Stormcast Eternals unit within bloody bar, uh, without a command point being spent. So that's a really common theme across the book. Is that yeah, yeah. You can either spend one specific command ability or whichever command ability you'd like without spending command points. So rather than Command abilities, they're basically giving you a once per game ability that gives you the effects of a command ability. So that's why I'm saying that Stormcasts really don't chew through the CP. Um, because if you have those heroes in the army, you're not actually using the CP like you would in any other army because they just do the command abilities but for free. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's a monster as well, so he gets monstrous actions, etc. But. <laughs> But he's 500 points for something that yeah, is that's slightly better in combat, slightly less tanky, still somewhat as supportive as he used to be. Like he's he doesn't really have a, a firm identity, to be honest. He's he's sort of a washed up version of someone who does everything. I mean, if he had a spell on him, then you know maybe if he was a wizard, you'd be like, oh okay, here we go. You know, he really does do everything, but he sort of he sort of does everything, but does it pretty half ass to be honest. And, like, I'm a big fan of Star Trek, so I used to run Star Trek sort of time. And I don't know, like, I might give him a go, but at 500 points for what he does, yeah, he's just, yeah. I don't it's, know, a I list, he's, it's a list built around the model. He's not what he which, is. And, and I don't want to build a list around him. No. Because previously I could go, yeah, Star Trek, Staunch Defender, um, fuck, what was the Mortal Wound Save Artifact, a generic one in, in Alliance, oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah. You know, cool. Two up, re-rolling ones, four up Mortal Wounds. He's got less wounds. He did less in combat, but I'm going to tarp at the shit out of you. Come at me, you know. Whereas now I'm just like, yeah, he yeah. does all of those things kind of. Yeah. Like very kind of, but just anyway, he's. I mean, if I'm if I'm trying to justify it, if I'm trying to speak this way about a unit, I just don't think it's worth it to be honest. Yeah. If you want, if you want to score the easy monster battle tactics, there's better, more efficient ways you can do it than the Star Drake. So I yeah, I think I think that's a better way to say it. Play. If you want a cheaper, more effective monster. Just wait for what's coming. Okay, give her a short heart. Not as good. Nobody cares. Yeah. Neve, no one's going to see her. Nobody cares. 
Lord Arcane and Montorolon. We sort of spoke about it before. He's slightly oh. less points than Aventus, and he's a one cast wizard. Is he's a safer monster pick if you want to get the wizard in there, and he's got a nice little plus one to hit buff that goes off in the units and on cities of Sigma, not just Hallow Heart, uh, not just Hammer Hall. So, um, I think you might see a little bit of this guy. Definitely more than Aventus, but. I don't think he how many him. how many how many points is he? Oh, dude, yeah, uh, you're I, really pushing me if now. There's any, if, it, if there's anything, two eighty-five. Like nice. Yeah. He's, he's good. I don't think you're really going to see him, which is okay because Light- the models. Right. Yeah, his lightning orb goes off on a six. Pick a point within twelve. Everyone within three inches takes D3 model wounds on a four plus. Yay, four plus. Can't rely on that. Uh, Lord Salison on Drakov. Some utility. He's it's, it's not the as same good thing. as he was. It's, this is what I mean. Like a lot of these heroes, just you, you for free, you can do all-out attack. Yeah. He lost his good breath. It's nowhere near as good. The rest of him, he's just a slappy hero piece but you don't get points for slappy hero pieces you get points for slappy monster hero pieces so or slappy monsters so i don't do. see why you take yeah. this guy when he doesn't you enable can, anybody to do anything more than they can already do he's 215 points you could cut him up with some artifacts and some mount traits or you could just take two fulminators for like 15 more points yeah, I don't, I don't see a reason to take. So I, I think it's going to be a common theme. I just don't think you take. Yeah. Heroes as yeah. you used to in Stormcast armies. Yeah, Lord Arcanum on Celestial Dracoline. I like that improves. Yes, I like that he has the. So uh, he's got a rule pack alpha. Add one to a ca- attacks characteristics. Used to be his command ability. Yeah. Yeah, probably within eighteen. So it's just free. Um. That's great. You don't have to spend a command point. It's not battling against command abilities for buffing your units. Cool. I I, I see more hope for him than a lot of these heroes we're going to go through. Um, Yeah, reroll charges. Yeah, reroll charges. His spell's offensive. It's okay. He's got eight wounds. He's got a free up save, most 12. Cycle of Storm's always good. You know, like it's. He's. 215 points, so he's not bad. The Dracoffs, the Dracoline's just so fucking expensive for what they are. Yeah. You just, the, won't, you just won't see utility because their pack alpha is a massive force multiplier. If you keep, if you do MSC like we've been banging on about and you have three or four units of Dracolines, which you won't because you don't have enough points because they're so fucking expensive. And then you get a bunch more attacks. So he's... I think in isolation, his War Scroll was good. I think what he's intended to support and buff is subpar, and you won't yeah. see him for that reason. It's a, it's one of those units where you can put to the side to keep an eye on, because GHBs in advance, when they start dumping points, and they're like, man, I haven't seen Evos on Dracula lines since they come out. Let's drop them fucking 30 points. Now yeah. this guy starts to look good. Right yeah. now, fucking who... Who cares about this dude? But yeah, so like, seems, they, they, this is why the Stormcast book's always great because they always have like little units like that that hang around and they nerf something or they they buff something real hard by dropping their points 
and then they have a sneaky buff piece that comes through somewhere and they make them a lot better than they realistically should be for that points value. And that's what this guy does. Yeah, yeah. Not so saying he, he's actually good right now because he's not, but he has potential in future. Yeah, so he might be a winner of a future GHB because about now is when they start asking people for their points feedback and they normally like to collate it by the sort of the end of October. And yeah, so if there's enough submissions saying, hey, Evo's on direct lines are too expensive, they might do something about it. They probably won't watch the space in 18 months' time or two years' time or whatever it is. You know, not the next GHP to GHP afterwards. We'll see. We'll see. Um, Lord Arcane on Griff Charger. Whatever. Yeah, I agree. He's got a really good heal spell outside of that. That's yeah, he lost that's his it. he lost his good command ability. He's whatever. Yeah, he's, that's yeah. Uh, Lord Aquila has same thing. Free CP if you don't want to spend CP and you've got he got another wound. Yeah. Nothing other than that, he doesn't do sweet fuck all. Um, you'll see with the the um, what are they called Griff Charges. They're yeah. Ride the winds got significantly worse in my opinion. Yeah, it's a big debate um, about this one, bro. There's a big debate yeah. about this. So I think it got significantly worse because what I liked about Paladors and Griff Charge units was that you could steal objectives with them. Um, but what it does do is in like a Stormkeep army, Agreed. it opens you up to teleport Agreed. without That's... having to roll dice on Relic to teleport or have to have a Relic to that's just teleporting like three dudes that aren't going to do anything other than steal an objective or threaten an objective. So I don't think this guy's good, but I think when we get there, um, the other Griff Charger units have a, a bit of hope. That's why I like the Lord Arcanum's, I mean, the Lord Aquila too, with the, um, oh my God, I've just blanked on what they are. Everyone calls them Chocobos, Griff Chargers. Chargers? Yeah, that's it. Because the Ride the Winds, I don't know if it's better or worse, but how I always used to use Ride the Winds is if you had uh, three Griff Charges and a Lord Aquila, or if you had six Griff Charges and a unit, and there was an objective with five people on it, you roll the 66, and yeah, 66 sounds amazing. On average, it was literally about 21 inches. Yeah. Uh, every now and then it would spike to about 30 Every now and then you'd hit like a 14 or a 15, which was just... Um, but it's what you could do is you to... could run onto objectives. It's yeah. the big thing about it. Is you could, if someone had left two models on an objective, you could, for the most part, and then if you had some battalions, then you could get quicker. Yeah. And then you could shoot. Obviously, you can't charge. After a 9-inch deploy, you can charge. Obviously, it counts as um, redeploying the rest of it, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know if it's better or worse, dude. Like, I, I have to play it, but I, I want to say it's worse, is what I want to say. But yeah. going from, but guaranteeing going like 42 inches across the board edge to the other side is at the same time. Yeah. But you never really need to go that far. Like, if, nah. you, if your unit is that fucking far away from an ejective, you'll fuck the game up. Like, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel, yeah, so I feel like the ride the winds is. The, the old ride to win, sorry, the 66 move was better because you could run onto an objective and then get them with your, your shooting attacks, hopefully kill one or two, outnumber them, and then score it. But anyway, that's my opinion. 
very importantly here as well is these boys have all picked up the uh, KO boat rules. So you need to be more than one inch from terrain. So you can't dump them on top of terrain. Yeah, you can't. You can. dump them on top. Yeah. Terrain zones your models as well as other models zoning your models, which is way bigger than you expect. Um, not so much on a little Lord Aquila, but in a Palador unit where the footprint's bigger, it's actually a bit of a pain in the ass. And you have to finish more than one inch from objectives. So if you can sneak the center or you can sneak whatever, or you want to, to zone, um, you can't put them straight on top of the objectives. You need to flick them off to the sides. So it's it's something that I think a lot of people will miss because I know a lot of people fly high their boats and put them within one inch of stuff, but um, you can't do that. You get zoned by objectives and by terrain. So it's much easier to zone them than yeah. normal night teleport. So if you've got a piece of terrain on the flank of your objective, that's pretty sweet as well. It's like having a unit sitting there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, is it Lord Imperator? Imperator? Yeah, this, Imperator, this guy's, is that this guy's this the fucking man. He this guy's your is. delivery unit. So he he lets the unit come within seven instead of nine from science with a wounds characteristic of three or less. So that's your annihilators, that's your paladins, that's all your battle line. That's essentially not your heroes, is what it is. And then once per turn, you can spend a command point for free. So, yeah. So for, one for 30 more, for 30 more points, 160? 175. So 175. for 35 more points, then your Bastion Carthalos, Mr. Man, who once per turn can issue a command point without it being spent, you can have this guy and the fuck is his name? Gardas. You can have Gardas and a Lord Imperitant for an extra 35 points. Yeah, Where, it's, it's, where's your value in 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 Carthalos now? Can't assure it anywhere. It's wholly within 18, but you get so many more benefits that are actually usable and great and easy and less jank. I just well, yeah. the thing is that like I mean if you pitted the two the three units against each other in combat, then Lord Commander Big Deck would come out winning in the combat sure. phase at least. Um, you, but no, I understand what you're saying. Is you're putting multiple units on the board with multiple rules, different unique rules as well. So I, could, I understand because you could say, well, you get Gardas and his Praetors for free, who's Lord Commander, or you get Gardas and his two for free. Because I feel like if you are doing, if you're doing Scions, you're going to have at least one of these two, it's potentially two of them in the army. Yeah. Uh, just for the close delivery. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's a perfect pair of guards because then you come seven away and you reroll charges and the rest of it. But yeah. you, you only get to pick one friendly unit when he comes in, so you might want to, depending on to, what you're doing. Yeah, you're just staging it out. You're, you're, you're planning a list around how you're going to drop and which units you're going to drop when. And it's very important to keep this guy alive to make that work. Um, one little cool thing about a lot of these models is they come with a Griff Hound. Instead of the Griff Hound being a two, three wound dickhead that walked around yeah. and sweep my wall, other than zone a little bit of board, you just get more wounds on your models now. So, like, I would rather have a seven wound this guy or an eight wounds um, 
yeah. Lord Castellant than have a six-wound Lord Castellant and this fucking stupid little dog bird that stood there and maybe zoned something. Yep. Yep. Make um, it so that Kairos doesn't immediately kill him for free. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, Lord Castellant, we won't talk about him as Pooh. Uh, Lord Relictor. Yeah, sorry, Lord Tellson. Uh, Lord Relictor, I feel like we've already talked about it. He's got one more wound, and he moves an inch faster than what he used to. So six wounds, five-inch five move. Uh, he gets plus one to chanting rolls. He's still got the same previous chanting rolls. They both go off in fours, but plus one, so he goes off in uh, threes. Totem so Kibbers and Lord Yeah, Totem is so 18 inch, so he's... And he's, well, like 145, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah so I think he's I think he's well worth all that. All right, next unit. Lord Castellan. He's changed a bit. Five inch move, so it's the same. Eight wounds, so this is what Tubby's talking about. The Griffin just gets merged with him. What it uh, also does, importantly, is... The Griffhound goes within an inch of him, so you measure everything from him and the Griffhound because they're treated as being single model. So no longer yeah, is previously an 18-inch bubble from a base. Now he's an 18-inch bubble from a 40 mil base plus a 32 mil base with a one-inch gap in between. So he's just straight up better. You've got yeah. a bigger aura, same buffs that he did before, more wounds. Uh-huh. Fantastic. And he is, what, 155. So he picking a whole even 18 plus one save or picking any unit, which is different, and take different model wounds on a two plus. So I think he's worth it. I think he's well good. Yeah. In an army that has unreliable spell casting for Mystic Shields, he's an eight wound hero who's going to stand an objective and be a fucking bitch to move with his three up save and give him plus one saves to people whole even 18, which is a big fucking range for Stormcast. Um, is is pretty choice because then you can give them that plus one save and then you can lay out all that defense as well. So essentially you're going to be negating win to 155. I think that's pretty fair price to be honest. Um, I, I think I've probably got to about 170-ish. I think anything lower than 155, you'd be like, that's a fucking steal. But yeah. Um, Lord Exorcist, never saw him in the previous edition. Even when he has yeah, that 95 points, smart. you're probably not going to see him again. Uh, Lord, is it Veneta? Veritant. Veritant. There we go. Jesus. It's, it's a late night. I've had a few. Uh, he can unbind a spell when he gets a prayer, but he doesn't get plus one. Otherwise, he's the I same stat line as Lord Castellan. Do you oh, like him? He's, 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 he's totally fine, totally good. Um, so two more wounds than a Lord Relictor. Uh, yeah, at eight wounds rather than six because he's gripped down. So he's one fifty-five as well points. Yeah, so he's got a bigger, um, essentially base for his buffs, and um, can do all the same buffs as the relictor. If you make him your general and you don't take the stormcast traits, you can take the uh, prayer trait that lets you re-roll your prayer. So you're on a three up with a re-roll that rather than two up with no re-roll. So as an alternative, if you really want a prayer and you're scared about uh, going into something like a Kairos, maybe there's a fucking couple of boogeymen in your local meta running like Legion of the First Prince or Zench or something like that, and they're just taking off heroes, easy peasy. Um, he gets above that wounds bracket, he's more survivable, and the three up with the reroll is 
just as reliable as the two up with no reroll. Yeah. Plus an unbind. So this guy is actually not bad. You just need to use him as your general um, to make him reliably decent. Yep. Cool. Uh, Lord Ordinator plus one to hit. So auto Doesn't war matter, machine to open nine. Fucking dog shit now. So. No, but it's auto war machine. So it's. Yeah. What else is that? Is is 150 points. You know, if you're running, I don't know, I'm just thinking like a cities list is more what I'm thinking, to be honest. And you yeah. have like, is it, do they still have cannons in cities? I don't know. What does some say about that? I think the like Hellstorm rocket battery things maybe still exist. Um, he's not a, he's, you're not, <laughs> you're not using, you're not, yeah. you're not using a Stormcast. You're no, using yeah, this is an He's a cities unit. And he, yep. you're going to have two war machines and you're going to want to all out attack one and then you're going to add, oh no, because this is any, so you could not even all out attack, but yeah, anyway. Um, Lord Arcanum on foot. He, Nobody cares. He's got a cool spell, which is minus one to hit at 18 inches on a six up. Otherwise, what Tubby said. You're not taking that. Uh, Drake's Sworn Templar, he is how many points? Four. 50-ish, 460. significantly cheaper. I actually like this guy more than the Star Drake. Oh, he's got a 4-plus save. Fuck no, off. You take it, so, <laughs> so you take him with the 10 455, there you go. He's 45 points more. He's 45 points so, cheaper, sorry. Best parts about Star Drake. The bite. Plus one of cast is okay. The Rain of Stars. He keeps the same Rain of Stars as the Star Drake boy does. Nice, big tick. The plus one of cast sure whatever if that tickles your balls he can stop you piling in properly before he bites things without you having to buy an alapex without you having to invest into a caster to make them not pile in he he works so much better functionally as a pain in the dick piece than the star drake does because star drake's not resilient enough to do what the old star drake did so i think this guy fills the role actually better um even though he has a four plus save I just think he dies way too easy, to be honest. You but can't pile into him. Shoot him. Yeah, shoot him. Yeah, like, you can shoot him. You can pile in and hit the yeah. Lord Celestin, right? And you can kill him. Yeah. If you can't pile in and hit this guy, he's going to bite you and he's going to chop you units up for it because you can't pile in to fix your coherency. At least he actually does, like, he, in his war scroll, he is good at something. In the Lord Salison's War Scroll, he's not good at anything. He needs another unit to make him good at something. So I think if you run him with a temper sacks, this guy has a purpose. Would I run him? Maybe. Maybe for fun. Um, but, like, no, he's, he's not blowing the socks off. No, he's, he's, he's almost a quarter of your army, bro, for one gimmick, is yeah. what I'd say. Um, Knight Draconis, so new Dragon Knight model. Um, yes. His war scroll is isn't bad at all. He is grossly underpointed, is what I'd say. You reckon? Two fifty-five. Yeah. For what he does to your army. Yeah. I think any hero that's under three hundred points that has a three plus save, a movement of twelve inches, and a twelve inch spitting mortal wound attack, as well as this combat profile, is grossly undercosted. 
I think this, this, this guy moves quicker than a bloodthirster, has more survivability, and probably ultimately more output and is less points. And oh, by the way, can move in the hero phase and can shoot in the hero phase. Like I, I, don't, I, I don't, think, like, I don't, like I think it's I think it's War Scrolls like pretty good. I just think, I think he's a uh, he's a build around model. I don't think for 255 points he is points. I think he's worth 255 points when you take some other dragons with him. I think you don't take this guy by himself, but you take this guy in a dragon army because for 255 points he's got pretty whatever combat. What's that? Five attacks at two damage. That's ten damage. Four attacks at two damage. It's eighteen damage and a shooting attack. That's does some variable mortal wounds. It's all good, cool, whatever. Put him next to the dragons, and now he enables them. He lets you take bigger units at them. That's when he starts to shine. Is when he's got other dragon bros around him. Him by himself, he doesn't really jazz me that much. Are you looking at the war scroll at the moment? Yeah. Do you see the picture of him underneath his, you know, movement and bravery and so on? Yeah. Why does the dragon have a little shield hat on? I can't see it that well. It looks like he's got like a um. It's a shield, but it's like it's like almost blinders for horses, but it's on top of his head. Like it's I don't know. Jewelry on his. He's got some forehead jewelry. You can. <laughs> so I, I reckon dumb. I can rock that. My bald head. <laughs> Just a little fucking little bit of it's like he's got a it's like he's got a cap on, eh? Like a little baseball cap or some shit. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I I disagree with a, with a lot of what you said, Tubby. I think any uh, honestly, I think any hero that's at that point bracket that can do hero, sorry, heroic actions and monstrous actions or monstrous rampages, as well as move twelve inches consistently without degrading, as well as when a free up save. Yeah, he, do, he doesn't fucking combat. Like, he's not going to kill another monster in combat in one turn. Like, the only way he does that is if he breathes mortal wounds on you, spikes a six, and then goes all out and hits and wounds with everything. Like, I, he's not going to reliably kill shit. But I think just for having a monster in your army that is self-sustainable, is quick, and offers support to other units as well as himself what, for 200-odd points, 255-odd points, he's, he's sweet. What does he support? He only supports the dragons. That's what I'm saying. He facilitates the dragons being good. Yeah, he, he clearly facilitate any other unit in the army. Yeah, but that's obviously what you're going to do. If you, you don't have this guy yeah. by himself, you have him with dragons, and he yeah yeah that's, and he that's he point. is desperate to see I'll put it in dragons. He makes it better, you know. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Is that you're not going to run this guy by himself. You're going to run this guy when you're running. Other yeah, dragons. you can. You could literally have any army. Have this bro and have four Drake bros and and they can be Drake Force Two or whatever and they can go around and they can move up in the first combat phase or they can move in the hero phase both of them he can make them shoot then they can move again and then they can charge and put Quicksilver on him he'll fight first and the rest of the Drakes will clean up the rest of the unit assuming that there's a unit there to fight so yeah, like but he's you do really like, put Quicksilver on the sky for 18 damage. No, I don't. But I'm yeah. saying that's something you can do. Yeah. But you'd also put on the neg one to fucking. You'd make him your general, and make you run neg one to moon mon, uh, neg one to yeah. water monsters. You're gonna see this guy. But, but it's 
But it's because just people are going to be running dragons and they want that command trait where they get the minus one to wound bubble, but, uh, the, the minus one to wound their, their lads. But by himself, such an effective no dragons, like, you don't see it. No, but it's just so fucking cheap, dude. That's the issue. Is that like, yeah, the unit isn't inherently bent by itself, but comparable to everything else you can get for that price range, it is wickedly bent. So him and four bros is 825 points. So it's like him and one unit and four bros and another unit. And they just rock around the board, just fucking draconic flamestorm and shit. And then hit them in combat. Like, they're not... I Honestly... That, yeah. Like, I, I think I'd pay a thousand points, if not more. Like, again, the, the War Scroll itself isn't broke. It's just so cheap, dude. And it's just so cheap. Would you rather have Kragnos or him and four drakes? Well, yeah, him and four drakes all day. Yeah. It's yeah. the same points, isn't it? What's Kragnos? Oh, is he 700 now? 720, yeah. He's oh, so he's 100 like, points less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, my, my issue with him is that I feel like he's getting too much hype. The dragons, the two-man unit of dragons, that's what the silly shit is. This guy just facilitates the silly shit. He himself is not. I just, I just think the messaging's been wrong. Too, just to be that the other ones are so underpointedly good. Yeah, and he facilitates I, them being even better. And, and and that's what it is. Like I don't, I don't read this with war scroll, and it doesn't blow my dick up. You know, I'm not like, oh my god, you know. But when you tell me he does all this, it, like like imagine if you read the Star Trek war scroll and you're like three fifty, you're like what? Are you kidding me? You know, and that, and that's what it is. Come twelve months in the new handbook, come six months in the Christmas FAQ, and he goes up seventy points. See how many dragon armies are around. I'm not going to get into this whole new models to sell model like new models are bent yeah. to sell models shit like anything like that. I just think like I think they well miss the mark. Because I will compare it to a Bloodfester because that's my bias. And he does a lot more than a Bloodfester. Um, he doesn't output as much as Bloodfester, but he can be everywhere a Bloodfester wants to be quicker. And he has a range of secondary so but, but anywho, like, everyone's talked about the Drakes. Uh, Night Relictor, yeah. bullshit. <laughs> don't worry about You'll it. You'll never take this guy. You take the Veritant or you take the fucking Victor. You don't take the Yeah. Night Ju- Judicator? What do you reckon? No, he's been too expensive. Divided. You don't care. Yeah. I think his stats are good. Stats are good. Yeah. But That's I think great. at 205 points or whatever it is, he's too many. Night Vexilla, both banners. So Love the one, the the original, the old school is what is he? He's only like 120? 120 points or something. He's still so cheap. Yeah, for reroll charges, that's pretty awesome. charges. Yeah, and, and the ones, once per game teleport. Realistically, they got one more wound from the previous edition as well, mm-hmm. and they got an extra action boost for sure. Yeah, and you're picking up a model anywhere on the board, and you're something putting anywhere else. On the board. Yeah. Whether it's in combat, it's not in combat, doesn't yeah. fucking matter. You pick it up, move it. It's... Yeah, I think you go to the original source entities too, to be honest. I think the original one is better, I, I agree. Yeah. I just um, think because I think Yanastra can do what the second one does. Um, yeah. And 
more. I think she's obviously like double the points of him, but I think she does double the points with her work. And yeah. her gimmick is uh, her ability to put unit models back into a unit is better than this guy's gimmick to put models yeah. back into a unit. Exactly, a hundred percent. Yeah, if it was, if instead, yeah, it's of almost three, like five hundred points between the two of them as well. Yeah, instead of him. So what he does is he replaces uh, 3D3 wounds with the models back into a unit. And you can split this up, right? So you could do D3, heal D3 to three units or put D3 wounds with the models back into three units, whatever. Um, because it's variable and you're relying on the D3, I don't like it as much. If it was just put three wounds back on, heal a unit three wounds, or put three wounds worth of model back in that unit, and you can do it to three units, I would like them a lot more. It's a once yeah. per battle ability. The Anastra's yeah. one's every turn. It does the exact same thing. It's at everybody within 12. It's not even yeah. limited at three I'd, units. I'd, I'd rather just have the guaranteed teleport than the swingy, okay, I get one yeah. annihilator back, or one Praetor back, to be and honest. cheaper. And yeah, cheaper. cheaper. Um, Night Venator, you'll, ne- you'll, you'll never see him for 175. Cool ability, but 175. Night is Zeros. Money, money. Yeah, I think money. he, I think he could money. be alright. He's not it's as good as he was. Points. He's 120 points, and he gives your whole army plus one to hit against a unit with the knight. Well, more he importantly, the, he, he moves 12 inches, and he, he can run up the board, and he picks a unit nine inches points. away. Yeah. yeah. So it's a 27 inch range. Yeah. Are you within 27 inches of him? Yes. Is your army going to fight this turn? Yes. Do you want to just move him 18 inches? Yes. Pick that dickhead. Your MSU army now all has plus one to hit. Yeah. Hard to fucking argue with for 120 points, right? Yeah, I, I, still he, he has, he, I still think he has. I still think he is. He's a knight, he has the totem keyword, so he's got an 18 inch buff. Not he's a well. fast moving totem, is what he is. Right. I, I still think he'll. I, I definitely still think he gets play. I just think everyone's a bit sad that all the rerolls are gone and that he doesn't do rerolls anymore. And to be fair, you probably used to see him as much in allied armies as you did in Stormcast armies as well. So I think you've got not only the Stormcast community sad, but the Seraphon players, the Cities of Sigma players sad, what, you know. What's what's the what's the cheapest hero in the Stormcast book? Like hundred and fifteen points? Knight Heralder for 105. 105. So he's 15 more points than the Knight Heralder. He's 120 points. He's like one of the cheapest heroes. He's also got the totem keyword as well. So he's 18 yeah. to 12. Yeah. He he's moves 12. One of, the, one of the cheapest heroes in the book. Combat profile's been buffed as well. Like he's, I, yeah. I can't say no for one of the cheapest heroes in the book. Even if like you're just trying to fit minimum heroes to hit a battle regiment, to hit a command entourage. This guy's super fucking cheap, and he does a lot for his points. Yep, I I can't really disagree to be honest. Like he's he's not as good as he was, but what he was was a game that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like I feel like he's real value for his points. I feel like they almost fucked up his points and the Night Venus's points, but. Yeah, it's around the wrong way, so, eh? Like, yeah. <laughs> to be, to be honest, How the fuck you pay that many points for a night? Uh, whatever, yeah. It's, it is what it is. Uh, night Arcanum. Cool. 
Second in Cancer. Yeah, Night in Cancer. We've already spoke about the Dispel Scroll this week, Singing Four. Still got a cool spell. Still goes off in a seven. But you could fit. can't blow himself up now. No. Nah. Yeah. Cool. Take him all day. Yeah, it's all good. Night Zephyros. Yeah, exactly. Night Zephyros. Still won't see him. He is. Sorry, bro. Nobody cares about you anymore. It's it's sad, man, because like it is. They've made him progressively worse. I don't want to talk about him as well, but mm. I'm, I'm going to. They made him progressively worse over every game that he's been in. Because in AOS one, he was absolutely well. The first time he came out, he was absolutely fucking amazing. Uh, and then he just got. So he used to be. He used to have Thunderblast. Used to be pick a terrain feature within 15. And he used to have run and charge. And then they made him um, run and charge Holy Fan 12. And then they was pick a terrain feature Holy Fan 18. And now they've made it pick a terrain feature Holy Fan 18. And he's um, a really cool model. I like him because he's got a little trumpet. And I feel like they could have at least given him like a, a short command ability once per game anywhere on the battlefield because he has a trumpet or some shit like that. Um, which is I would have rather sort of rather but people have been like, oh, you can just silence him and then put him next to a piece of terrain Holy Fan 18. I'm like, bro, do you know how hard it is to get Holy Fan 18 of a piece of terrain that your opponent's standing on and you have to be nine inches away from them as well? Like, it's just... And I'm annoyed because I, I, I have, like, three of them as well. And you've got the nice, um, nice three pieces of terrain and yeah. it's about fucking 20 inches long. So even if you, like, rub his cock along the side of it, he's still kind yeah. of fucking... Yeah, so, and then you... And then he would hit himself, but whatever. Um, love the model. I have a bunch of um, sucks for his call scroll. Uh, Night Quest, or no one ever played him, so no one cares. Uh, so Vindictors, is that how we're saying him? Yeah. Amazing. Just really, really good. What a 125, 135? No, 130. 130, and the Sorty guys are 125. Yeah, 130. Amazing. Like, that will be your. Get as many of these guys in your army as you can, especially if you're playing Stormkeep. Vanquishers, uh, they could have four plus safe, so we don't care. Um, Liberators. I, I, also... No, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, fuck off, man. We're, we're going on four hours. Don't fucking argue with me on Vanquishers. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah. Bullshit. Get out of here. For, on, your, okay. for, your, for your first Scions of the Storm unit, you chuck down to hit, a, hit screening units to get rid of them. For 125 points... Having five guys with four attacks apiece into a screen. I'll tell you that. That fight when they die because you're playing Hallowed Knights. Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I just don't want to speak about them. Uh, Liberators. They're 115 yep. points, aren't they? Like them. Cheapest battle line. They're, so, they're, they're really cheap. I hate the Sigmarite shield because... You go from a four up to a three up, and then you can't stack beyond that. And I don't like four up saves. Lalo stacks on. Lalo is, zone, is nice. Lalo's wicked. Yeah, Lalo's wicked good. They hit on. They swap their attack profile, so they hit on freeze, which is great. They wound on fours, which is poopy. They all have rings. I think you'll probably see liberators quite a bit, yeah, just because they're because they're 150 points, 15 sorry, 115 points cheap. Sequiters, I think, have way too many points for what they do. 
Instead of re-rolls, they get a five-up ward, which is excellent, or they get exploding sixes, which is cool, but they're, what, 145 points? Yeah, and when you're yeah. looking at MSU-based armies or beefing them up so that you've got big chunks of them, they've only got one-inch reaches, whereas yeah. the Vindictors have two-inch two reach. So I just don't see why you take this unit over literally yeah. any of the other battle line choices other than the Jude's with the bolts. Yeah, um, I think this is the worst battle line unit other than the Jutes with the bolts. I, I don't think they're bad. I think their war score is good. I think they're way too many points for the rest of the army. It's you fine. don't want to be spending that many points on battle line units. Judicators of Skyball Bows. Yeah, good. Boy. Amazing. 200 points. Come at a premium. Rough. But they're still really good. They can do Ju- mortals now. We'll do that. Fuck yeah. they're, they're essentially... Um, this is one part of Vince's show that I did catch yesterday. They're eventually... They're essentially bow snakes, is what he was saying. Yeah. Um, and another tip that I that I did hear from that show was that um, the Skybolt bow gives it a prime. That way you got three attacks with the prime. No, two attacks with primes. No, sorry, three attacks to get plus one attack. It's better than the D6. So it was like the one takeaway out of the 30 minutes I did watch that show <laughs> partway through his War Scrolls. Um, Judicators of Bolts and Crossbows. Um, Nobody cares. Arsmark Williams, he's the only one who will tell you about him. It's the only one in the world who's ever played him. <laughs> Doesn't play him badly as well. <laughs> it's just the annoying <laughs> thing. Uh, Castigator's... Castigator's got a nice buff, but I still don't. Go on, like I'll have a drink. You tell me. Uh, now, instead of hoping that you shoot into like a Night Haunt unit or whatever to get the D3 exploding attacks, now you just have a random attacks characteristic and you're sitting at ring 2. Hate it. Hate D3. Which, like... It's fine. It's whatever. You're not going to take them over the top of Judicators. They're not battle line. They're not taking They're 105 points of free dudes. They they right. tried to make them better. They made them better. They're still not good enough. You're not going to see them. Um, yeah. Vigilers, the same thing. It's a weird fucking super, unit. Super situational. It's weird. The, the shooting and the combat is as good as each other, so it's supposed to do both, but it's not excellent at either so how many points today they're like 165 or something one 195 195 would you rather those or judicators to take judicators would you rather those or vindict uh vindictors you'd rather i'd I'd rather not the guys with a four up save yeah to be honest who cares about those guys Oh, Vanguard Raptors with long strike crossbows. Uh, I'm just, uh, Here we you go. You need to mute yourself for a quick wank, or you, you're right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so 230 points, so more points. Like like 50, 50 more points, I think it is. Uh, what do you get in return for 50 points? You get 50, You get six inches, 6 inches extra range. So they go to a base 30 inches instead of a 24 or a plus 6 if you don't move. Which is fantastic because being able to move and then shoot from 50 inches is way better than what it used to be. Two attacks apiece, amazing. Um, unit of six now has six shots. The unit of six now has 12 shots. It's, it's really good. Hits on freeze, not a big deal. Aether wings give them plus one, or all out attack gives them plus one. Wounds on twos. Every hero in the Stormcast army gives them plus one to hit. Yeah, three. yeah. So, like, they've, like, they've, they've the reversed the profile. Twos. They used to be twos and threes. Now they're, excuse me, 
It used to be twos and threes, now do threes and twos. Uh, Ren 2 damage to still, still amazing. Still do mortals and sixes. Essentially what, Sorry? essentially what you've got here is you've got the jacked up Vanguard Raptors from the old one drop Stormcast list. Yeah, 100%. But That's without it. spending all the points on the other crap that you had to put in that list. But the points are subtly returned the, by and, the fact that they cost more points. And if mm, you do want a unit of Vapor Wings, it's quite a tax. But essentially, you've got two units. So instead of paying 340 points for the same output, now you're spending 230 points for the same output. So I will take that all day. This unit is nuts good. Yeah. It's nuts good with the command ability to shoot. Yeah. Same as Adjudicators, it's nuts good with the command ability to shoot in the hero phase. Yeah, now you don't you... have to rely on not moving, so you get big long uh-huh. shooting in your hero phase. There's nothing that's gotten worse about this unit. It's purely a buff. This unit is even better than it was yeah. before. It's even scarier than it was before. This unit is almost a must-have if you are doing any kind of range, or you just want to be able to shoot at a fucking dickhead hero or a dickhead monster or a fucking well, I wouldn't even do, go for a hero because of lockouts, so I'd strictly go for monsters. And understandably, you wouldn't kill him every turn, but I feel like Stormcast is a very multi-phase army, and by that I mean you pick a target and you kill it over multiple phases within the same turn. So magic I'm not going to rely on because it's garbage, as we talked about. If you Even if you just have three Vanguard Raptors with six shots, shooting at like a Kragnos on a 2-plus save, hopefully chips and wounds, or like a Maw Crusher on a 4-plus save, and a Gash, you know, you could shoot him. Bloodfirst, shoot him, obviously. Archeon, shoot him. Anything that is like a 3-4-plus four plus, four plus monster is what you want to shoot, to be honest. Um, a 3-plus monster is also quite effective. But you want to shoot him, and then you want to charge him. And you're chipping him off with shooting, and then you'll finish him off with charging. Hopefully, would be the idea. So I don't think you'll see massive units like you used to. Like you, you know, can't. Yeah, well, you can get to six, and that's but six still outputs what twelve used to, right? So, like it's it's same same essentially. Um, but yeah, like the six unit would be amazing, especially with the double shoot. It's twenty four shots, amazing. It's a lot of damage from a lot of range. However. Yeah, I, I think you could put a unit of three in every list quite happily and they could just pop shots at, at a monster that you're going to charge or they just shoot some battle line. You know, it's it's really effective high output shooting. They do cost a pretty penny. They are extremely vulnerable. I think ideally you would want to silence them because that way you can protect them, i.e. they can't be shot because they're off the board until you want to shoot, especially if you have a unit of six and that's almost, you know, like, what, a quarter of the army, a quarter of the yeah, army? Yeah, yeah like points. It has a lot of output, but it is a lot of... It's vulnerable as shit. It's, Every guy you lose fucking hurts so bad. It's it's even... I mean, you can rally, you can use just, uh, you can do a couple of things, but, like, it's... It's a lot of points, and you're feeling every model like you previously did as well, so... Yeah, I mean, if you've listened to this podcast at all over the last three years, you would have heard me fucking masturbate into the microphone about these guys, and I love them. Uh, Hurricane Crossbows, you'll never hear me speak about they, them because they're garbage. They actually made them worse than they were before. They, they, they get <laughs> How close. the fuck did they make them worse? They get closer than the long strikes. They have more attacks. They have a worse oh. of... Worser. Jesus Christ, that's bad English. They have 
a not as good attack profile. They have more attacks. They have no rend. No rend. Like that's it's one of the few units. Seven Griffons have yeah. no rend in this book. So. So whatever you're shooting at is going to have an extra. It's going to be plus one. Yeah. yeah. So just there's so much work. Like yeah, because you're li- you're literally well, dropping. Well, that was situational. Yeah. And now they're just situationally shit. Yeah, because you'll literally drop these guys in front of some someone, and you'll be like, oh, they have 18 attacks, and be like, oh, I'll be all out defense them, so I'm a free up save, and they're like, well, I'm freeze to hit, and I'm freeze to wound, and I made six wound rolls, and you'll be like, okay, I save five. How many damage? And you're like, one. And they're like, cool. Whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about Hurricane Crossbows. Chariots, dude. They're a weird unit. I think they are also rather cheaply pointed, and I think you could quite easily run six of these in an army. Yeah. yeah like, they're, they're not they're a monster. Strange. They're 12 wounds of a free up save. They don't degrade. They're not going to kill anything on their melee profile, but if you multi charge, you know, five or yeah. six of these, not into the same unit, but across an army, the MSU. I feel like you could quite easily see a, a, a sort of meme like, couple of heroes, four Redeemer units, and then just how many chariots can I get in the army list. Like, I, I feel I, like I, that could be a thing. Yeah, I think they fill the chariot role actually really well. Uh, but, yeah, too fucking, like, they're too different to everything else. Oh, they, they look mark. gross as shit. They look so dumb. They look so Dude, fucking. Yeah, they're hard. They're hard to tell you if they're actually any good or if they're just hot garbage. Um, like the if you're just wasting your time, two, just two models on a on an objective. Yeah, because they're not monster. Yeah. You definitely you know, don't take the bow. You take the fucking melee weapons. All yeah, I've the melee weapons, and I feel like you push them as far forward as you can and you charge them in units or two. And what I feel like is good about them is that someone has to chunk through 12 wounds before that combat profile disappears. And it's yeah, not an amazing... With it's, it's not an amazing combat profile, but it's but 12 wounds is still 12 wounds. And if you're getting favourable charges, you're charging battle line melee units, you're charging hordes, they're charging things that aren't going to kill you in one round of combat. They're not going to heal. They can't issue. I don't think they can. They're not elite. Are they? they can't issue commands. No, they don't have elite. Uh, so they're going to be what they are. But I feel like I do feel like someone is going to run like five to seven of these things, like yeah. they did with the scourge runner chariots, and people are going to be like, "What?" Just because there's a lot of wounds. It's just twelve wounds for a hundred and fifty. Five is it? Hundred sixty-five. The thing that holds them back from being really good is they're there for their charge damage, right? Like their charge mortal wounds is really good. Um, that, that's literally their output, dude. As if you're not popping some mortal wounds and you're not killing a unit. Yeah, it's unmodified charge roll. So even though the book has no buffs to charge, it you can't buff their best output ability in any way. You can well, re-roll, you a, but then in, you're re-rolling your fishing. The units yeah, yeah. are super fast at 12 inches. 
compared yeah. to like if you compare it to the chaos chariots you can give them plus four to charge and it's not a modified charge roll so you get 2d6 plus four they can move 18 inches and still charge these guys can only go 12 and still charge the benefit of these guys is they're tankier than the the chaos chariots which actually a little bit funky um they're doing the same thing whether you need some charged mortal wounds that bad and you can't get mortal wounds somewhere else in the list i'm not sure um the unit's not bad by any means but the unit's not setting my fucking world on fire as well yeah i think it's like i don't i don't know if you can I mean, surely someone's going to find viability in taking one of these guys in an army where they have, like, 200 points left for own. Because right. you, you drop them with Gardas, and you get reroll to charge, and you fist for good charge numbers, and you charge in a 12-wound unit with a 3-up save and a 5-up after save, and you pin well, someone in their deployment, and that's fucking a great time. Yeah. Fucking go hard all day. Let's do that. Yeah. But, like, you don't fucking... They're, they're going to kill you eventually. Can you score hard enough until then? Maybe if you're playing Stormkeep. Is that what you want to do? Go hard, bro. Do it. But yeah, I just feel like it's a lot of it's a lot of ablated wounds for a melee profile that won't change at all yeah. with a good save. You know, because you'll go, oh, Vindictors are you know they're twenty five points cheaper and they're two po- they're two wounds less and you're better attacks profile. It's like yeah, but every time I lose, every time I take two wounds, I lose you know twenty percent of that unit's output. Whereas this, you can literally lose 11 wounds and it's always the same output. That's the only reason I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that it's, it's first of all, the model's ugly as fuck. Um, the the profile is somewhat appealing enough and the points have got me curious enough to at least want to look into it. I'm not going to run out and buy three or four of these at all. Mm. Um, if if there's a metal list that comes out that, you know, like Jack Armstrong, as you mentioned earlier, just produces, and maybe it is a Gav Bomb list that you've just mentioned, and yeah. all you do is just literally fish for, like, 10 pluses on charges, yeah. and you're multi-charging these into, you know, monsters so they can't pull off guys and make the charge longer or whatever it is, then, yeah, maybe. Like, you, you probably will hear a story of two of that at tournaments. Someone will probably go, man, I had five chariots, and I charged someone, I did 40 mortal wounds before they even attacked me. That was a great time. I'm like, cool. You know. Right. Yeah, go on, yeah. But, but, uh, but there are only two bodies for like an objective. $80 New Zealand for one, right? Oh, I'd say for like 105 or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, and you need like seven or eight of them. Like, yeah. paying $800 for eight ugly. I do like how these Griff Towns are like, obviously being smacked up on roids yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like we're never going to see it in new zealand you're never yeah. going to see it in australia it's way oh, too you, you probably will see it like someone someone in australia is probably bored enough and got enough money to yeah. to fuck around with him sure. um all right and then we will move uh yeah so aether wings um no Dead. way is yeah no way as good as they used to be Dead. Yeah, yeah. They, they used to be a mandatory three units, maybe even four units in previous lists of mine. Uh, now I'd say one, if you really right. want. But that would depend on how many Vanguard Raptors, I mean, long strikes you're running. 
So they just they give Raptors plus one a hit if there's a unit within 12 of them. But me, um, Hunters, not yeah. bad line. Only bad line if you have Astral Templars. How the unit's so, cool now that it can teleport whenever it wants, but the problem is that you're playing Stormcast and you've got to access all the allies. Yeah, it's teleport all the different board edge as well. Yeah. You could just take Tree Reeves, who have a, like a re-roll dice on their charge. They're not limited to the board edge, I'm pretty sure. They just teleport anywhere. There's so many other teleporting units that you could use rather than bad and yeah. hunters. So if they keep their run and shoot ability, I think that would be pretty good. But yeah. otherwise, I don't think so. No. Uh, Pelodors. What's, what's Here we go. Good? Here yeah. we go. This is a unit that I want to play before I can actually make a hard decision on. The big point on this unit is not the change to ride the Winds Etheric. Um, it's not losing the mortal wounds on the uh, Rift Charger. It's the hand axe actually yeah, is good. Shock hand axe. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, All of a sudden, it's good. The unit's actually pretty cheap. It can uh-huh. teleport and bounce around the board, and it will kill a 10 man unit. It will kill like a battle line unit chilling somewhere. It will kill a fine wood hero. It will steal an objective back. I don't dislike the unit at all. I think that there's actually quite a lot of play in this unit, especially in a Stormkeep army without the, the deep striking signs of the Storm ability. It gives you that mobility that you lose out on. Um, I I like this unit. Yeah, I I like it too. Two fifteen points feels cheap. I want to say it feels right. If it, like uh, not cheap, I, sorry, cheap is wrong. Correct, like right, yeah, yeah, like, good amount of points. Good like I, points I, I want to, I want it to be like, you know, the fan, the, fan, the, the fan, yeah, the fanboy in me wants it to be like one ninety to two hundred. But I feel like two fifteen is probably like a fair and unbiased point to put it at. Uh, yeah, all, all mine have javelins, and I have like fucking I don't know. I've got like twelve of them, and I think I've got some more it, in box. So maybe I can put the the access I want to put. I'd, previously, the javelin got an extra pip of rend though on uh, extra pip of damage, damage. on everything. Though. Yeah. So it's plus one damage on the combat, and yeah. it's not hitting on like fours, and it's yeah. plus one damage on the shooting, and it can shoot after it teleports because the range is good. So yep. the unit is actually yeah. like it's it's, it's changed. It's definitely changed. Yeah, so previously for me they were ride the winds over here, shoot someone, that's why they had javelins, Mm -hmm. try to remove a couple of bodies, try snag an objective. Mm -hmm. Now I want to just, I don't want to teleport, I don't want to ride the winds, I just want to go into combat, to be honest. What I, what I want to do with but this unit... They're, they're 15 wounds, which is lots of wounds at 215 yeah. points, but they're a 4-up save, which I really sort of fundamentally hate. What, what I want to do with this unit is I want to play Stormkeep. I want to pick this unit up. I want to teleport it into their board corner. So the very back edge of their board in the corner, where it's not actually anywhere near anything, it's not threatening anything, 
take them to the shock hand axes, do they turn around and deal with this unit, which isn't contesting anything, which is doing jack fucking shit all over there? Or do they push all their support heroes to the front and screen it with the unit in the back? It's, it's a distraction so, PSC unit. so cheap for a fucking yeah. asshole unit. They can do that with. And then if they don't deal with it, if they just act like it's not there and it's not affecting the game, it moves fast, it moves 12 inches, you move it towards the heroes, you charge the hero, and you fucking kill your little five-win support character at the back of the board. And then they're like, well, now do I turn around and deal with this unit? And now it's too late. And now, you know, it's yeah. a unit that can force mistakes, which is why I really like it. Yep. No, that sounds, um, sounds reasonable, to be honest. You know, mm-hmm. it's, that's a good way of looking at a different problem. Uh, Griffins, we won't talk about it, and Prosecutors, like... I like free oh, charge, but just about fucking made this unit good. The hammer, the hammer ones, it's so uh-huh. close. If it was ten inch range on the on the hammers, it would be great. Yeah, nine inch. I don't know why. Right, yeah, you drop the unit. It's three guys. It'd be ten ten shots with rend. Cool. You charge. You can make the charge. You got three d six. Then it's another ten attacks with rend at damage one. It'd be a really good little, little, little like, scoring, sneaky fucking yeah. unit in the Scions army, but they made it nine inches on the hammers, which just makes it so fucking average. It means you need to shoot at that unit with the unit of adjudicators yeah. or something before it charges in, which is always their problem. They're, like, just about good, but they're just, like, just not reliable enough to be there. So I, I don't like the unit still. Yeah, that's more or less what they've always been. It's been like a cheap sort of one-off. Can I drop and roll 3d6 and snag an objective? Yeah. Which I think they'll still do. I think the javelin's better yeah. than the hammers. But The hammers should be better than the javelins. If they just well, get the it hammers are better in combat. One, one yeah. more inch, it would yeah. be ideal. Yeah. But, but, so, yeah, whatever. It's units, whatever. Uh, so annihilators, uh, so big pop a pump annihilators with the shields. I think everyone knows that do by now. They've sort of been to post a child at the Dominion box. Uh, the hammers, uh, so they're free up Very save, so up save. Yeah, so to um, be don't right. worry about that. Nobody's taking these guys, they're garbage. Don't worry about it. Go to the next unit. You reckon they're garbage? They're, they're 40 more points. Yeah, how many points are they? 260 it's, or something? No, no, so the normal Annihilators are 200 points. Uh-huh. The Annihilators with the Grand Hammers are 240 points. So you play 40 more points. That's a lot of points. For one Pipperend, plus one a Wound, and minus one Save, but the same damage output. Why the fuck would you pay that? The the Grand Hammer ones, please, whatever you do, don't build the Grand Hammer ones. They're fucking useless. But I we'll think people are looking at Rend 2 damage free and they're just losing their mind. Yeah, no, don't do that. It's so bad. It's only three attacks, not three dudes, though. It's, it's nine attacks. Don't pay fucking. Don't pay 40 more points for the yeah. Grand Hammer guys. They're real bad. Yeah. All right, the better, the better Paladins than the Protectors. I think we've already talked about these guys. Yeah. I think they're yeah. the, the pick of the Protectors, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't really hate any of the Paladins. I think the Protectors are by far the best. I think the Retributors got a bit shimmied. They just got a, as you said, a pipper rend. 
Yeah, they're they're totally fine right but now. The super good. I mean, dismaters are super cheap. To be to be honest, if you owned any of these models prior to this book dropping, I don't think you'd be too upset. But I it feel like if, I feel like if you had a good bunch of protectors, you'd probably be giving yourself a pat on the back. To be honest, they all, just because you got five attacks, so many attacks. Yeah, yeah. The the throw up is between the dismaters, who are pretty much always going to be on seven attacks without doing anything, or the protectors who are on a better save. I think if you take the decimators, yeah. you don't even worry about the star souls, and you just take five guys all with the normal weapons, so it's 38 attacks for 215 points. You go in there, you drop five dudes, you kill both of their screens, two 10-man screens, um, or you turn what them down. What range, though, bro? Such, so such a, yeah, yeah, they lost their big range, which sucks yeah. ass. Yeah. Um, but you drop them down. That's why I think it's a protectors. Open up the other deep strikes afterwards. Like, I I think all the paladin units are good. I would not be upset if I had 2016 stormcast models. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I mean. Like, you know, in the prior book when it dropped, you're like, oh man, I own paladins. That sucks. But now I'm like, paladins have a better save, and they all got more rent. So. And they're about the same points, so I can't complain. Uh, the Praetors, wasn't very... Yeah, I think we've already talked about them. We've, we've talked about them a lot with... Um, yeah, Gardas. The guys. If if you have something like Gardas, um, something like Yanastra, a, a linchpin hero unit, which is not many of in this book, yep. this unit is so good for keeping them yeah. alive. So, Better than any other bodyguard unit in the game. Because not only can you just shrug off the wounds to them, when you shrug them off, they can ignore them. So fucking wicked. There's no downside to taking this unit to look after your unit. They're cheap as fuck. They're like 165 points. Like I would take them with Gardas as long as they're on the board all the time. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I've I've run him with Yudrasa, which was cool, but then she ran away from him because she's way faster than him. I run them with a Lord Castellan and he never died. And then I ran him with. I can't even remember. Might have been another Lord Castellan, but whatever. And like, they, they make a world of difference. If you can rally him, um, you can bring him back with your Dresder. They're fucking super wicked cool. Like, I, I noted in a. They're like 160, 165 points, 160, I think. 165, yeah. Yeah. So, so they're, they're, too, I they're in like a weird sort of section, but like, if. If if they give Gardas twice as many wounds as what he has, at least, I think it's worth it. Like quite literally. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, wouldn't yeah. take them with something like a um a Star Drake that you want no. to keep alive, or Blue Mister Dragon Man that you want to keep alive, because then you're spending seven hundred, six hundred points to try and keep that that unit alive, which should be a look after itself. I'd use it for your linchpin, Gardas, um, your Relictor that you really want alive, like yep. anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Great for that. Exactly. Yeah, because like, the dragons just because the dragons because they're at dragon funny, hero. Yep. But they're at their funny six hundred point range, like the special character dragons, where they need to be doing shit in combat as well as doing their utility. And they just run away from him, to be honest. Yeah. So, yeah, and and awesome. and they're actually not bad in combat as well. You know, like three tags, three threes, three and one damage too. So if you're going into eighteen damage there, 
Yeah, oh, so uh, sorry, 20 damage because it's plus one attack. So it's 10, 10 attacks, two damage. Yeah, Very so nice. if your if your general or guardist gets bogged down by some like clan rates or some chaffy shitty unit like that, they're handy at cleaning up as well. But yeah, they're um, they're cool. They're cool. I like them. They're I think they're at about the right points to be honest. I'm trying to be as unbiased when I come at this, but like obviously the Stormcast biases come into it. Uh, Storm Drake Guard. So it has been talked about a heap. I'm just gonna Honestly, leave it as I think they're yeah. I think they're really cheap. They're super cheap. That's it. They're super cheap. If you want to hear more about them, listen to literally any other fucking podcast. They're super cheap, super good battle tactics. Yeah. Yeah, I've Hate just got G. Right. Again, their war scroll, much like I said with the old Drake, their war scroll is is solid. It's pretty good. Like leaning towards the better side of good than bad. What really separates them is their points, and and that's it. It's it's yeah. It's all the movement. It's all the wounds. It's all yeah. the save. It's all the attacks. It's all collated by it. like if you said this was this unit was four hundred and twenty points, you'd be like, you know, do yeah. you like at four twenty? Yeah, it's an 18, 18 wound monster essentially. Yeah, but it's it, ten models on objective. Yeah, but it, it's already it's already five. You're like, oh yeah, fuck you. Yeah. But at, but at like 380 even, you're like, mm. anyway, let's get on to, we're almost there, guys. This has been longer than, oh, I did, I did <laughs> joke, Tommy, this is going to be a four-hour podcast. Podcast, man. And steam is fading from me. I am, sorry, I am losing steam is what I mean, because I haven't had dinner yet, and I'm getting pretty, pretty fucking hungry. But... We are on to the best units in the book. Outside, sorry, excuse me, outside of Gardas. So we have the Draconic, or Draconoff, sorry, Guard, and we've got Concussors, who uh, I really liked in the last edition, and now I don't think are as good. Uh, to be yeah, honest. They, they killed all my fun on these guys. Love Ring, too. But they don't stop people from piling in. So. They lost, they lost the way they function. So don't worry about the concussions. Let's just talk about Fulminators, because there's not the best worth ones. The Desolators, not worth their points. Uh, Tempest is not worth their points. Fulminators? Yeah, come at, me, come at me with your Fulminators. Completely fucking cooked. I don't know how the fuck these guys are 230 points. Two, two guys. Two guys just on the charge. No other buffs, no other anything. Is 42 damage at Ren 2 for 230 points. It's so fucking insane. This this fucking unit is so fucking good without having to do anything with them. Like, holy, I don't... Every fucking Hammer Hall list is going to stack the fuck out of these dudes. And... I don't know why I haven't heard more about the Fulminators right now because why they have five attacks, I don't know. Makes five no fucking sense. Damage three so good. when all the other guys are damage one or like low amount of attacks with multiple damage. I don't fucking get it. Five attacks, it's 15 damage just on the rider. For one guy, you get two, 30 damage plus the mounts, 42 damage plus a shooting attack. 
plus six wounds on a three-up save, plus a decent move. What? What? Yeah. <laughs> how, do, um, how did they get there? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so as someone, so cool. someone who's played a bunch of Fulminators previously, um, the the dream was always, because they, they had the same profile, but they were three attacks and they were in one. And you're really relying on on the, the glaives to do wicked damage on the charge. So it was Ren 1, free damage, and you'd have free attacks. And you'd go, okay, I got a unit 4, I got 12 attacks. Okay, Roma hits. Okay, I hit 8 times, slightly above average. Okay, roll a wound, I roll 4 wounds, being, you know, below average. All right, make your saves, and I was saving at Ren 1. And they're like, okay, I got to make 4 ups, and they make 3 of them. Yeah, okay, free damage. And what would happen is that the unit would get stuck in combat for like a prolonged period of time be because fucking after, useless. Yeah, because after they charge, they hit like a wet paper bag. They don't have enough attacks. They don't have enough rend. They don't have enough damage. Whereas now, I feel like the five attacks and the rend, specifically the rend two bro, is the bigger yeah. thing because they will be. They should be able to clear even at average. They should be able to clear units twenty four up saves quite easily. Especially yeah. on the charge, especially on the charge. I don't know, like I'm they like because I'm a Songcast player and I have like fucking six of these guys. I'm a fan of it, but I don't know why they went. I feel like you could have given him the five attacks and he would have said excellent, or you could have given him the Ren two and he would have said excellent. I don't yeah. know why you gave them both and really made them no more expensive. They just made them so much better than all the other Dracoth units when i look at the fulminators war scroll as it sits right now all i see is like new eels honestly how fucking cheap this unit is for the damage output this that this unit it just has. doesn't have the movement but it has everything else it's a it has the, less movement yeah better save um the mouse are now damage two instead of damage one yeah. and everything so Shoot, shooting attack loops. can give commands to itself because it's elite I just this unit is just oh, fucking and there's six wounds now instead of five yeah so those pick pick one model roll above its wound characteristics fucking abilities aren't going to work on them the only issue is their bravery but you're taking them in units of two you're not taking them in anything more I might run a cheeky unit of four why would you run four it's 80 that's 82 damage in fuck you you're not my dad i can do what i want what the, 84 damage what the fuck are you charging bro like <laughs> seriously what are you charging oh some asshole that has like plus three to save yeah because really? the amount of times i've charged four formulators into a unit has just done nothing i'm like sweet two units yeah that's fucking nuts honestly i have yeah. i have eight eight dracos and i'm just going to cut all my concussor hammers off and put Cut them on off. the other four. Uh, yeah, yeah, and now I have fucking eight fulminators. That's what I'm running to. And now you can have a single. You can have a single fulminator as well. Fucking yeah, man. Like I don't understand why it's so fucking good. Yeah, and then hammers the sigma. This is probably one of the reasons you play hammers the sigma is that their battle line. No, you don't. You don't. You don't do that. You run them in stormkeep. No, but you run can still stormkeep, be stormkeep you... hammers. You take your libbies. Um, I want. I like running them in anvils because then essentially the first one's eight wounds, so you've got to do eight wounds to lose one. Oh, you're such a retard, honestly. Yeah, nah, fight me. 
by me. This is so dumb. Like, or you, you know, you like take from another, thirty to forty percent of meta is like bravery ten, and you're like, oh yeah, I'm gonna rely on this no, ability. That the, doesn't. The good meta armies in combat are all bravery. Fuck all. What's yeah. Daughters of Cain's fucking awful. The only one you're really scared of is like Soulblight. Yeah, and then all the other good meta armies don't even go into combat because they just shoot you or magic your support. Yeah, it's fine. So it doesn't make a difference either way with any of your sub-factions. You're just being you get, silly. You, you get a 14-wound unit. That's what you get if you run them in hammers and you sit them next to an objective, which... No, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't. I'd literally just do it for the line so I could have... It would literally be so I could have two units of battle line plus the unit of these dudes. But even then, I I feel like more so than ever, I want my battle line units in some cuts, whereas previously they always felt like that three to 400 point tax. Now I'm feeling like, actually, you know what? I might do four units of, you know, I might do two units of Vindictors and two units of Judicators mm-hmm. or something like that. Or just like, I feel like with some guys, you still want some poke. You still want yeah. some range ability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. But good thing you got more yeah, weapons with, um, with these guys that now doesn't scale if they're minus to hit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, just, now it's just a four plus. It's not. Got to roll those four minus pluses. one and minus two. Yeah, so the the fulminators are like the best out of order. Out of order dragons, the dragon of guard. Sorry. Best um, you got in any unit in the book. Evocators on Dracolines, Dracolines. Um, they are, and they're a four-up save. I would rather have Paladors than these guys. They I honestly, GW did not know what to do with I, this fucking unit when it came out. It was like three hundred points, and like none of the profiles change. It's literally exactly the same as when it came out. And then they always two were three hundred points. Then they were like two eighty, and now two sixty. We're like, okay, maybe we're getting there. And now they've gone back up, and you're just like. What they got was a very slight change. Initially, I think it was... Um, oh, they their, did more mortal wounds on the... Yeah, their evocator yeah. ability was two dice. Now it's three dice on four plus to do mortal wounds. Fucking, that does not pull this back in. You run Paladors. If you think about running this unit, don't. Go and buy Paladors and run those instead because... Well, even by Fulminators, to be honest. By Fulminators, yeah, don't... Yeah, to be... To be like to split it down the middle. Paladors are yeah the cheaper out of both of them. However, Fulminators have the better save and they will fuck in combat. Yeah. Um Evocators on foot. Yeah. How many I points would rather are they? run Paladins than Evos. How many points are Evos? Two thirty. So they're the same as um protectors, right? Yeah, except protectors have a two up save. They have mortal wounds with their So you're uh, paying for the wizard here, is all you're doing. Yeah, um Star Soul Maces. Evocators are still Evocators. They do the same thing. You just can't jack them up and charge them in with Gab anymore. You just have to put them seven inches away and zap yeah. them once. But, like, that list is the most fucking predictable list in Age of Sigmar. Mm-hmm. Since Jack come and run that fucking list yeah. three years ago, and fucking destroyed everyone with it, and then everyone picked it up and started running it, and everybody knew exactly what it did and exactly how to not get fucked by it. I just 
whatever. Like, yeah, I don't care. They're a shit save compared to the Paladins. They've got a little bit more Mordorand output. Yeah, they're a wizard and they're a four-up save, and I don't like him at that point range. Like, I... So the way that I ran Evocators, like, in the last 12 months, because every now and then I'd just chuck them in because they're, like, 200-odd points back in the old day. Yeah. Uh, is that I would... They'd just sit around on home base and defend home base because they were... You know, five models at 15 wounds, and that could cast and unbind, and that was it. Like, they weren't a combat unit, they weren't charging anywhere, they weren't going anywhere, they were just like a tougher liberator, essentially. Yeah. And, yeah, they, um, they really Their best attack short. has no rend. Yeah, and, and, and they, they got, less, got less range as well. It used to be a two inch, now it's a one inch. So, yeah, whatever. Um, Blister, so so blister. In the bin, don't even fucking worry about it. Go to the next fucking unit. No, we're not. We're not going to read the Warcry units or whatever they are. The night, what it was called? They, they killed the blister. The box it's game. Okay. Damage now. Don't. Uh, the endless spells are poo as well. And your way of it. Are poo. And it's so Comet expensive. Completely useless. Yeah, Comet is. Doesn't tap. It just hits once when it comes down, and then it's minus one when you're within ten. But why the hell would you stay within ten of it when it is already tickling you? So yeah, that is that is the book. Um, the recording is is that four four and a half hours? I think so. We'll, we'll see. No, sorry, that's probably with a whole lot of chat. No, it's four. No, it's four hours. This is the recording. So I had some lists, but. Yes, same. Maybe, maybe this is a maybe this is a good part to talk about it. So I had downloaded the new AOS app, and mm-hmm. I downloaded it, worked fine, put lists in it. Every time I tried to open it, it crashed, wouldn't open, uninstalled, reinstalled. Okay, whatever, new app, let's, you know, roll with it. Did the same thing again, put lists in it, and then tonight, when I, just before recording, I went into it, and now I'm going into it. It's not working again, and I've had to uninstall Uninstall and reinstall again, which is annoying because I've lost all my lists that I wrote. So I'm really hoping that's not a thing going forward. So maybe oh, I can I give you. So mine's sweet. Oh, what if you fucking see <laughs> So maybe I can give some like random overviews of lists that I'd like because I don't have any points behind them, so I can't recall them entirely off my head. But maybe do you just want to give us some themes of your list, Tuppy? Like yeah. what you think? Yeah. Oh. I'll very quickly go over a um a Stormkeep list that I have here. Obviously, everything at this point, before anybody's played the book, is uh yeah. No, we haven't played the book. Disclaimer: Don't think it needs to be said. Like, just We're take, recording on what's the date, so no one fucking timestamps us. The seventeenth of September, Friday. Anyway, it's, it's go on. Purely ideas. Like we know how Stormcast plays, but how it actually works on the table these days. And AOS 3 with this new meta. Who knows? Uh, the Stormkeep list I have is a Knight Azeros, a Lord Relictor, uh, four units of Fulminators, because they're fucking cooked, uh, four units of Liberators, because that's 60 models on objective that double tap models on you, uh, while the Fulminators to all the work. Uh, 
uh, Alipex to stop people piling in. So now I can charge units of two units of two fulminators in a turn and not get punished for it. Uh, and then I've actually got two units of five Dark Riders. So I was fluffing about looking for things that debuff bravery in an AOE in the order book. And they really got rid of a lot of it. <clears throat> um, so Dark Riders are actually a pretty fucking safe unit for this list. What they do is they give minus one bravery to each unit within 12, um, but they move 14 inches and they have a four up save. So what ends up happening is one, they're not battle line, so they're not giving up easy battle tactics. Uh, they're running up in front of the fulminators, screening them, giving the minus one to bravery debuff so I can get my anvils of the Helden Hammer extra wounds off which puts my Fulminator units onto 14 wounds, essentially, or eight wounds to kill the first Fulminator. And what so you, don't want you to can do, roll that high. Come on. Yeah, no, fuck off. Don't, don't mislead Everything's the like Come seven on. wounds. Everything's like seven, seven bravery. It's fucking no worries. It's a six. Realistically, you should do it. Um, but, you know, they're fast enough to stick in front of the Fulminators. They're faster than the Fulminators. Screen the Fulminators. You're going to charge them. You're not going to get a battle tactic. You're just going to set yourself up for a counter charge by Fulminators. They can shift out the way, let a Fulminator charge through, get a little debuff in, um, get a little scoring screening unit. So it's a fast Stormkeep army that sits around, scores hard late game after eight Fulminators has run through your fucking list and killed all your output. Um, <clears throat> pretty basic bitch, but it could just roll face. Armies like Soul Blight are doing it right now. They're not tricksy at all. They're just super underpointed and they have a whole fuckload of damage and they just run into you and kill your whole fucking army. Uh, and I don't see why a list full of Fulminators can't do the exact same when they have better scoring power in the Liberators in the late game. Uh, and then if you're looking at a, uh, a Signs of the Storm list, they can't really go past playing Hallowed Knights with Gardas in it. <clears throat> Just running a whole bunch of then units of Vindicators and Vanquishers. Uh, one big unit of Protectors, which you'd chuck the plus one to plus one attacks on. Uh, the, the command ability enhancement for that big scary unit. Because the problem with MSU is if you run them into something like Archeon or Nagash or fucking Gotrek, uh, you really get punished for playing MSU there. So having one big hard unit that can come in here and just absolutely beat the shit out of something like an Archeon or a uh, or a Gotrek, I think is really beneficial for a list like that. Uh, but other than that, I've just got Azeros, Imperiton, Gardas, Spam Redeemer units plus a big unit protectors and, and, and go through and drop and control the board like that. Um, it feels very Stormcast, honestly. You either play one list, which is super tanky, uh, and nowadays actually scores really well on objectives, or you play a list with one good hammer piece and a whole bunch of MSU assholey pieces, uh, which fight you a bunch of times when they die now. So that's fucking wicked. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we're like four hours in, so there's not much point going super hard into anything, I don't think. No, that's... um. That's good. I, I mean, I want to share my list, but I've lost them on my phone because <laughs> the app doesn't work. 
So I don't yeah. I don't want to sit here and speculate sort of what has what has worked and what hasn't worked because that you know I might I might say too many points and it might upset someone or I just might look like an idiot. But essentially there was a couple of themes. There was like a, a long stroke theme, and then there was just like a, a foot cast redeemer theme, sort of much like what you're talking about, Tubby. And uh, then I think there was a sort of hybrid theme between the two where there was a block of long strikes and a block of fulminators and then even a single fulminator with just like minimum support heroes and then some some troops to go along with it. So I don't think like any of it was over like, I don't think any of it was like too ticky or anything of the sort. I think it was just like fairly obvious bits and bobs that you would look at. And that you would, you know, like that you could pick out. I just think the the flavor will be in uh, the storm hosts and what stormcasters never had like super silly tech, but like realistically, there's not like a whole bunch of lad buffs you chuck on units. There's not heaps of fucking jank awful mechanics in the in the army. Mm-hmm. I know Aether Wings were a bit of a cunt before. They were, like, yeah. A lot of the time, they just relied on their units. Hitting on threes, wounding on threes, having pretty fucking good saves, having reamed on everything. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it really does remind me of so like, old-school AOS 1. It's just yeah. grind. It's going to be a grind. Especially in Tempest Keep, when you have three up, if not two up, save people or one up, save units. Yeah. They're, they're just going to sit there grinding. Um, I just feel like it's going to be how you apply pressure to your opponent beyond your grind units yep. and whether that's going to be through combat, through people dropping out of sky, or is it going to be some fulminators charging up or some dragons charging up or are you going to be shooting people from afar and then moving into positions that that's created? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. Um over the next sort of six months and also whatever books do we get to counteract this because like as new as the book is it's like fucking 18 months old design wise so let's yeah <laughs> you know let's see what else they have uh and we'll go from there that'd be really cool that'd be super super cool but i'll talk next time we next time we do a podcast i'll talk some lists when my app is not dead unfortunately uh because i feel like there's also a cool list with uh you you dresser and assassin prime and i just need to think of a cool name to pair them up because i feel like two eight wound heroes that just fuck around and move at the same distance and both have four ward saves and can clap and slap together is pretty good like the prime obviously hits harder but you dresser has a bit of those you know utility side buffs too so I don't know what you call it if you call it like a Bonnie and Clyde sort of thing or like you know you wanna you wanna plan it with like a him and her sort of profile, but obviously that's yeah. I was thinking Smash Bros, but I'm pretty sure there was something in forty K called that and also not brothers, but we'll see. We'll see. I feel I feel like there is a good, you know, just having those two threatening units just rock around the board together and just clean it up. But anyway, Chuck and Gardas to both get some pluses to attack and reroll charges would be sweet. Yeah. Just putting Gardas in anything makes everything better. Yeah, that's literally just been like my list. It's just been like, here's eight to nine hundred points of really threatening shit, and then it, here is like the three to four hundred points of support heroes that I have to run 
to make the ship work and then here and then the remaining 500 to 600 points is just battle line units you know they're just how many vindictors can i get in you know all and that's that's been what it is but anyway i'll come back with some lists and i'm going to play mitch tomorrow and we'll see how that goes and i'll report back on that but we are going to talk to peter atkins next week yep boy shit Talk about some cruel boys. Talk about some or all clans. Talk about some peasants. Someone cares about greenskins. Uh, I don't know, bro. It's so we're gonna get a guest on because I do not give a fuck about them. <laughs> but yeah. Uh. But yeah, I think we're I think we're I think we're done for the minute. So I think we'll just leave it there, eh? And we will. I'll try to edit this. I was gonna edit this tonight, but I'm fucking tired and hungry, so I'm definitely not doing that. So I will try to get it out Saturday morning. So the listeners can be like, oh, my God, Notorious is back in our ears after four months. What the fuck has happened? And then they can listen to the open where Tubby's like, yeah, we're just not going to be around for another four months. We're getting fucked. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, like, we're fuck off for another four months. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh, thank you very much for listening. If you made it this far, it's gone a bit off the rails, but we are clocking over close to five-hour marks. So hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you got something out of this. Um, and happy to revisit this book in six months' time when we know what the meta has developed to be and after that Christmas FAQ. But I personally think it's a pretty cool book. And why some people might argue that the flavor's been removed of it, I think this is literally just what you're going to see going forward. Yeah. And I feel like the identity's been um, reforged, for lack of a better term, specifically with the armor. Yeah, it's, so, still, yeah. it's still there. The identity is definitely still there. Mm-hmm. Guys that don't get the concept of Stormcast are the guys that haven't actually played fucking Stormcast before. Yes, sir. That's, um, my my take on it. Awesome. All right, we will leave it there, listeners, and we will be back in your ears in just over a week. All right. Cheers. Later, bro.
coke on a black skin made a stripe like a zebra i call that jungle fever you and that control the threesome just roll the weed up until i get me some we formed a new religion no sins as long as there's permission and deception is the only felony to never fuck nobody without telling me sunglasses and advil last night was mad real sun coming up 5 a.m i wonder if they got calves still think about the girl in all leopard who was rubbing the wood like Kiki Shepard Two tattoos, one red, no apologies The other said love is cursed by monogamy That's something that the pastor don't preach That's something that a teacher can't teach When we die, the money we can't keep But we probably spend it all cause the pain ain't cheap Preach Human beings in a mind What's a mind to a king? What's a king to a 